Welcome to Paradise. Our first campaign, Advantage in Paradise, is a weekly actual play D&D podcast recorded live on Twitch every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the dulcet tones of our Dungeon Master, Sean O'Donovan, as he guides you through the wondrous world of Aradun. Our brave adventurers, uh, known by some as the uh, <clears throat> the heroes of Set, had found their way, they had awoken uh, the morning after an intense battle between uh, the garrison uh, soldiers of General Aldrich Kinsley and the um, Zveril army led by a figure known as Serdic. The battle had taken a large chunk of the night and taken a large bit of exhaustion out of our heroes and they needed their rest. Uh, they awoke to a cold, cloudy, and rainy morning after the battle to the sounds of the ravens in the sky, um, aches, pains all over them, wearied from the fight the night prior, and also the exhaust emotional exhaustion of the goings-on of the last three weeks of just brutal slogging adventure. Kiran awoke before the rest and joined some of his old friends, such as uh, Wyla, down in the common camp to tend to the wounded. Um, Wiswick awoke uh, and... Sorry, lost my place. Everyone awoke uh, at their own pace, moving through the emotions of the morning after, some of them with much darker things to talk about this day after some of the dramatic events of the night prior. Scarlet decided to wait for Timber to awake. She wanted her to be the first person he saw when he woke up so she could explain what happened the night before and what he had uh, in the moments of his ferocity when he lost control, turned into his hybrid form, and attacked the mysterious figure that Scarlet called Caleb, who was standing over her bed with the severed head of Revenmar before the battle had started, and why he had woken unconscious, woke, awoken from unconsciousness in the middle of a battle. <clears throat> oh. Shoot. Okay. Uh, did Cal take over? Uh, my <laughs> did you did you forget to plug in the your clock's laptop again? Still running. I forgot to plug in my laptop. Good lord! Yeah, oh my oh, it's going so well. Uh, the classic blunder. <laughs> okay, this counts as time for recap. This, this does. Oh yeah, absolutely. The clock's still running. Stefan, of course, had the I think the highest bet. So uh... <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, so. Uh... Timber awakes and uh, Scarlet and he talk uh, a little bit about stuff. And he's like, I don't remember what happened. And she's like, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, and uh, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. We get some stew and we go into a. Uh, you went and found the general first. Lehman's hut of something. Uh, Cal speaks with the general about uh, if their orders still stand, uh, which was to go and disrupt enemy supply lines. And he's like, yeah, no. And I was like, that makes sense. So we went to the hut and I tell everyone, I'm like, oh, like we, we no longer have to go on this mission. Um, and 
that's what Scarlet's like. Hey, so you know those knife wounds in your back, Timber? That was you. And, or that was me. I did that. <clears throat> My knife. Oh, and, uh, oh, oh Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, jeez, Sean. Oh, jeez. Battle cam. Battle cam. Oh, jeez, Sean. This is why it was an emergency. <laughs> <sighs> We're doing great, guys. Yeah, Nat Hi, everybody. Guys, <laughs> guys, we've Did been you doing this You know. Keep going, Tim. <laughs> I come here. The thing happens. The who's cow. Uh, right. We all talk about it. Scarlet's like, I stabbed Timber. Also, there's a guy who's been following us who cuts heads off. And we're like, that's fucking okay, not okay. That's not all he does. Um, excuse me. Well, that's all we've seen him do. We've seen him (laughs) lurk ominously over your bed and cut off heads. That's the two things he's done. Okay, that's all you've seen him do. But Uh, anyway, so we. This is fucking great entertainment for everyone. Stalks decapitates. Scarlet says this, and Cal, who had been already uh, clearly in a bad mood, goes, ah, fuck, he gets the fuck out of there. Um, The party (laughs) continues talking in the hut about the nature of magic and, like,. Not nope. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, a little bit. Because Wizwick and, Wizwick and no. Alex start yelling about, like, no, because Timber's a mage. He's talking Timber's about Timber's wife, wife yeah. who is a mage. Correct. And then that's when. If I recall it, it just evolved into a fucking dick measuring contest about my wife is better magic than you. And right. Yeah, Actually, Clayton made it a dick measuring contest. Um, oh my god. <laughs> Scarlet catches up with Cal, and they get in a fight. Cal calls her a murderer who never plans anything, and she's like, what do you want me to say? And he's like, fucking nothing. I, I, you're not going to add to this. And then they fight a bit longer, and then Cal uh, walks to the river while Scarlet goes back. By that time, the argument of who's a better mage is wrapping up. Uh, and... Culminate, though. That, that's, that's a big deal. Do you remember? How did it culminate? Alex, don't die. The Alex, the Alex Wiswick fight, or the, or yeah, the... yeah. How did, did Wiswick end that? No, I was really worried. I was really worried about how I was going to be able to RP the next twenty oh. minutes. So I was worried for that. Yeah. So, oh yes, Wiswick yeah. shoots a fireball, fireball about a mile up into the air, and I was uh, so worried because I thought the I thought the dome wasn't was still yeah. up, but Kieran had left by then. Thank God, otherwise that <laughs> they'd be uh, dead. <laughs> Kieran catches up with Cal down by the riverside, and Cal is like, I don't. Yeah, but we're going to brush this off. Uh, and then they all meet up again. And the general by then is like, oh, I, I do have a mission for you. You got to go on a fucking, you got to, you got to go uh, open the gates for my troops. And we're like, that sounds dangerous. But also Wiswick wants to go investigate them some caverns that may have some uh, nerblins in them. And uh, I love the way you say that. <laughs> that was all the ladies love the way I say that. Incorrect. And the, <laughs> the, um, Basically, what we decided to do is we're going to uh, split up for a bit. Uh, Cal and Wiswick are for sure going to scout out the caverns to see if they lead to the central pillar that leads up into the enemy keep. Uh, while I believe Curon is going to Wyla because he wants to, no, he's no Cernic. somebody to talk to somebody. He's going to talk to Cernic. Yes. Um, the stairwells and the occupation and everything. Yeah, and then. Yeah, because we captured that uh, enemy captain, um, and then that's we kind of left right like right on that. We were kind of just taking care of some things before possibly going on this uh, mission. That is correct. Yes. So I will not 
just repeat all of that now because uh, Tim got got it pretty good except for getting about the fireball in the sky um, which would have been magic I don't really <laughs> yes, yes Cal as your shirt says which I'm wearing right now I don't like get magic that's the first line <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you everyone for sticking through that really bad technical uh, difficulty on my end uh, I haven't had to plug my laptop in a long time but I switched it to the other side of me and that somehow it died really quickly um so thank you for sticking through that thank you tim for jumping in and completing the uh the recap um so yes so just to kind of <clears throat> put a uh a prompt in before we just just throw you in there um so yes so you all had what one could say was a rough day of a lot of tension there was the, of course, fight between Scarlet and Cal that led to him calling her a murderer and uh, him storming off to the edge of the river. Kiron showed Cal the Telwidhama, a sacred fungus from uh, the Adrenari Valley. He used uh, an illusory magic to show it to him to try to get across to him the, uh, the necessity for supporting one another to maintain uh, unity and growth. Um, but Cal was not ready to to take that um, and was putting on a face for Kiron. As you said, you've all been given a new mission to, un to open the gates of Drift March to allow uh, the armies to come in in the morning at sunrise. You are currently doing uh, recon work to try to see if you can find an entrance beneath the waterfalls. So before we left, you all had that meeting where you decided what are we going to do? Um, Cal kind of curtly told off Scarlet, who said she was going to do whatever she wanted to do after she said she would do what Cal commanded. Um, you split up, as Tim said, uh, <clears throat> Wizwick and Cal going to explore the uh, the caves underneath and the rest of you following Kiron to find Serdic. So uh, it is night at this point. It is uh, past sunset. It's probably around, I'd say, um, maybe eight o'clock at night. Um, I guess we'll start with, uh, Kiron. Um, so Timber and, <laughs> Timber and Scarlet, you're going with Kiron, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so you have left the, uh, your camp, your tent. Uh, where would you like to go? Uh, is there a kind of like jail area where they would keep prisoners that we would know of? Or should I uh, do I need to ask for directions? Uh, you may need to ask because you you actually no, give me a quick insight check because you may have, because you and Quizwick had that conversation on the outskirts of the camp so you did walk through the whole camp. Ten. Okay. Um, so you recall briefly that there there were at the very least you don't recall there being prisoners anywhere near your tent or in that central tent uh or the central square so you're not entirely sure where they're keeping the prisoners but they must be somewhere in the camps um and since you didn't see them in the places you frequented that uh during the day they're probably somewhere in the southern portion of the camp maybe in the larger military area you, you think all right, so I'm going to head there and the first uh, guard that I see along the way, quickly stop him and go, 
Excuse me, uh, would you happen to know where the general is holding the prisoner, Serdik, of Sverwald? Uh, so you, you stop the first one you see, and they're just sort of a, a young kid, uh, uh, half-elf male with simple armor on, holding a spear and a shield. And, uh, I think, uh, I believe, uh, I believe all the prisoners are being kept down in the the uh, the lower camps with the uh, the largest force of the military. I don't know about that particular prisoner, but I know that that's where I, I saw the prisoners last. Jiron gives him a curt nod and heads that way. Okay. Follows stockingly behind. It is still raining, just to get me a little ambiance. Uh, yes, so you you start to head that direction. The It seems like most of the people are in their tents, uh, resting for the evening. Those in, You walk past the uh, the central camp where there's all of the, uh, the injured still underneath the canopies being tended to. They're handing out some of the last of the um, the stew uh, to folks um, from the uh, from the center, uh, central camp. Um, so there's a few villagers and some soldiers still there eating. Um, there's torches every, here and there, but uh, it's fairly dark out at this point. You walk through the residential camps, and you're now towards the the back, the uh, south um, southeastern portion of the the camp, and you see the large military tents. You can see there, row after row, almost in a perfect symmetry. Um, it has the most kind of uh, fortification around it, um, other than one side that had been protected by one of the walls before. Um, when you enter into this camp, uh, the soldiers don't stop you. Um, and you can see there are, uh, in the center of here, there are, there's a large bonfire um, that they're keeping lit. And you see several, several dozen, what you presume are Israel prisoners who are, uh, who are just sort of sitting there in the rain around this large bonfire, hands bound, legs bound, kind of. Uh, certain distance apart from each other, out exposed in the, in the world. And then there's a second portion where you can see a canopy where there's some more of the Sparrow prisoners, and you can see there are several um, of uh, Kinsley's men just sort of moving throughout this this group and some standing sentry around them. Uh, gonna do a quick look over their faces, see if I recognize them from the man we captured, but I assume he's gonna be in the tent where there's more so like walk past the sitting ones and mm -hmm. go to that area okay uh give me a quick uh uh perception check eleven wow i'm not using the D, &D beyond I, I feel like it knows <laughs> you... <laughs> yeah like were you using it last session too no. Okay, because I feel like you've been rolling really low on your perception checks. Ooh, I have been. I have. Um, okay. Uh, I, I'm. You know, it's not that it takes you find him. It just takes you longer. Right. Uh, uh, so you kind of move, and Timber and Scarlet, you're kind of like looking across these Sparrow's face as you see Kiran kind of moving through them, looking down, um, and then kind of starts to step up because there's a little bit of like a, a wooden dais at this tent that's uh, higher up. And you can see, Kiran, when you get in here, these prisoners seem to be more of the cavalry um, uh, based on the the uh, what they're still wearing. Um, 
and after a long time, you probably I'd say it takes you like a half hour looking through all of them. You finally see uh, kind of pushed into the back. You can see there's some of more of the cavalrymen are kind of like sitting in a, a arch around him, kind of trying to conceal him. They're just sort of like looking away, kind of avoiding eye contact with the guards and yourself. But you see behind them very distinctly the man that you saw that night with the um, with the blonde hair. Uh, the, and you can the first thing that you recognize is the um, the holy symbol around his neck. Which I guess, for description's sake, is um, is a circular pendant um, made of silver. It looks like from here um, that has a um, sapphire gem in the center, uh, and around that sapphire gem are kind of veins, like lightning veins, shooting out from the sapphire across the entirety of the um, the circular pendant, and they seem they look like scorch marks, as if this very pendant was struck by lightning. Um, in that same way that when people get struck by lightning and they have like moisture on them, right. or scars that look like uh, um, lightning bolts. Yeah. And what I know, uh, what deity this is. Uh, Give me a religion check. Certainly. Uh, with that new amulet of uh, intelligence that I'm wearing, that's going to be a 23. Okay. Um, so this is very clearly to you, um, an amulet that depicts, uh, you're unsure if it's Turin or Furin, but it is to the Stormlord, whether it was the, whether there, whether this man is worshiping the original dead God that was the, the original Stormlord or the new conservator God that has taken up the Stormlord title is uncertain because it's a you know, could be either one. You're not sure about the differences in the um, iconography, but right. yeah. So it's either Furin, the Tempest, the New Stormlord, or uh, Turin, the Dead God, the Dead Stormlord. Um, and you what kind of people? With, yeah, I was just about to get to that. Thanks. What kind of people? Yeah. So with you coming from Elysia, the only humans you would have ever interacted with would have been um, either. And you would have had, you wouldn't really have remembered the difference because you didn't have a lot of interactions. You've mostly been in your last days, Melissa, when you were leaving with um, with Wiswick because you spent most of your time in the valley and not on that, the Mordenari Valley where more of the traders came in. Um, either the Stormlord is frequently worshipped by Zverils and um, more frequently worshipped by Sidians. Um, gotcha. So, yeah, with that role and based on what you would know, that's probably the most good. Awesome. All right, so Kiran uh, makes his way, uh, being careful not to step on any toes or fingers, the bound man on the floor, um, and approaches Surtic. And just outside the, like, half circle of men, mm -hmm. uh, he'll pause and, uh, looking down at Surtic, go... Um, are you the one they call Surtic? You see his eyes dart up to you, and you can see that immediate re recognition of you being the the elf that took him down and, and, and thwarted, did a large part to thwart his army. He looks at you and immediately just 
spits down on the ground next to him, kind of this bloody spit from, from his injuries. As you see the men around him, the men and women around him are still avoiding eye contact with you. And you would notice, like, the people here, they're, like, shivering, that this is not good conditions for, for, for them whatsoever, even those on the dais in the tent. Timber, you are in wolf form, <laughs> correct? I am in wolf form, um, mm-hmm. in the near vicinity. Close enough to listen in, and, and yep. if you need to interfere. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be by the tent entrance. If I'm by the tent entrance, can I still hear the conversation? Uh, I'd say for you, it would be difficult to, I'd, I'd ask for a perception check, um, mm-hmm. just because the, the, the rain is pouring around you and yeah. it, the tent is not like, you know, it's probably size wise, it's probably like 15 by 15. Um, so it, they're not right up next to you and there's mm-hmm. a lot of sound around you. So I would need a, okay. a perception check. Okay. Do you want me to do that now or do you want me to wait? You could do that now. Uh, Timber, did you want to be in the tent? In the tent. Cool, cool. So you would have a better chance. Of, you'd have a better time here. And yeah, I'm inside too, like just on the inside. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to. Okay. So then I'll just ask for a perception check from both of you. Timber, you can do with advantage because it's hearing, right? Or, yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'm just listening. That's all I'm doing. Cool. Nine. Okay. 24. Okay. So, Timber, you could definitely hear. Scarlet, you would pick up like half of it. So, like, not perfect. You wouldn't get details, but if something were to be, say, going wrong, you would be able to pick that up. Okay. Um, you're, I'd say, Scarlet, you're a bit distracted by kind of looking at the faces of the men and women in front of you out in the mm-hmm. center of the courtyard. They're like the mud all over their faces. Some of them are shaking. You know, some of them have, you know, barely mended uh, wounds that have gotten minimal attention. There's a, um, there's a single soldier uh, kind of in, uh, you know, ragged leathers. He's a, a garrison soldier just walking around with this, um, with this giant, uh, like almost uh, barrel, it's a, a small barrel for that he can carry. And there's a, another soldier behind him handing him these uh, bowls. He's just scooping in and handing each of these prisoners this bowl of, you know, bone bone broth. Essentially, just not uh, not much. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So, Kiran, what was your persuasion check? Uh, Seventeen. Okay. So you watch as. Um, as Serdic, uh, and I, I, I didn't give you a description of what he looks like. Um, Blonde hair and the amulet, that's it. Yeah, yeah. so he has, um, you know, uh, a very shortly uh, hewn hair um, that is somewhat a mess on the top where it looks like he was, it's cut with a dagger, and not really like properly trimmed or, or shaped. The sides seem like they're also kind of shaved to to the scalp with the uh, with the dagger. Um, he has uh, blue tattoos all around on the shaved side that are depicting um, different iconography of the Stormlord. Uh, so there's runes mingled with uh, lightning motifs um, and uh, <clears throat> a few. You the, something that is distinct from <clears throat> the runes and lightning is you do see from here all the way around the head to here uh, is a chain that goes all the way around. Um, the blonde hair is uh, is pulled back into a very small top knot in the back. Um, he, judging 
by the way he looks, he's probably in his late thirties for human in human years for you. Um, and uh, he looks thoroughly beaten from from the, the the combat, but also looks like he was beaten a little bit more after you turned him in. Um, but he he looks to you, uh, and his eyes are like they're not they're like a a pale gray. Um, and uh, you see he nods to one of the uh, soldier prisoners of war in front of him to move and they kind of scooch away uh, and they kind of open up the semicircle so that you can sit, sit in front of uh, Sir Dick. All right, so Kiran's going to nod to the one out of appreciation for moving uh, and then kneel in front of Sir Dick and mm -hmm. assessing his wounds will cast uh, just a light. Actually, so he'll ask after, you know, like he looks Sirdic over and says, looks like they have not been taking care of you may i heal your wound um another thing i would add before he responds is that he did he said something to those soldiers in front of him in a language you don't understand probably okay it's feral native tongue he'll look up at you <clears throat> after you say that and just say <clears throat> you cannot expect Cannot expect these cows to take care of us. They'll beat us down. I am injured, as you can see. No thanks to you. I was simply protecting those I knew to be good people, an unarmed civilian within the camp. Seems like you were protecting these soldiers of Oxlin. Those cows. I'm sorry, are you calling them cows? Cow? I'm sorry? He called them cow. Cattle or cow? Oh. Oh, okay, gotcha. Why do you call these men? Cows. <laughs> do, do they resemble beasts of uh, for slaughter to you, or to provide milk? They are domesticated by their king. They are no oxes, like their name might suggest. You can tell it's kind of like a sphero, like simplification of the name Oxlin. But they're right. kind of like we'll call them cows because fuck them. Well, I hope you know it was nothing personal. Simply acting in defense of Ark, which, as I mentioned, had civilians that have done no wrong to you or your people. It is hard to see the civilians behind these spiked barricades and armored soldiers. We were coming from the town of Magenstein. It had recently been attacked by bandits, and the general thought it best to relocate here to a better stronghold, while the unrest continued in the country line. And you serve this general. 
We have a mutual understanding at the moment. Then it sounds like you are still my enemy. I am sorry you see it that way. Though, if you could help me, I might be able to help you. Why would I help you? So that more of your men do not die. So that maybe you and your men here can be treated fairly by those in power. <laughs> you see, he, he kind of immediately laughs at the at the, those in power. Oxland, Oxland General will always mistreat us. Don't think some elf can change that. And why would he mistreat you? Why have you decided to, I guess, rise up against him? The cows and care Dolan don't care about spells. They don't care about anything but themselves. They've taken work from our people for their precious alliances with the Wood Elves. They have not cared at all about the rampant violence across Eastern Svalwald. They keep their puppet queen in the court in Kerwent. And as long as we do not cause trouble, they will continue to take our lands resources, all in the name of propping up their boy king, maintaining their control over Tresix, the food, the country. Well, if it means anything, I am sorry for your apparent oppression. I was not of the knowledge that this was happening. I assumed humans lived peacefully with humans, though that does seem to be not the way. Centuries of war in the Trinwald Valley. You kind of look at you for a moment. You look like you're from the north. I am. I hail from Elysia. And of course you do not know humanity. Your amulet and your tattoos, you worship the storm god. And he'll kind of look look to you and looking for something marking you as a holy man yourself. But of course, True, true folk of the valley worship the storm god. And is that the old god or the new? We venerate, we venerate Furin because he is the last spark of Turin. So, the new, the new. 
uh, storm. That is like many of my people that worship our Queen Ayla, the reincarnation of Ilivanya, our original goddess, sacrificed herself in the Morsir conflict decades or uh, centuries ago. And what will you do when Oxlin soldiers march on your country to bring the grace of Zendaria? I had a thought of that. Kiran says, like, just totally, like, like looking aside, like the look on his face is like one of like just utter nativity, na- naivety, naivety, naivety. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, where he's like, huh? And then he looks at a uh, Serdic and he goes, "Would they really try? Is that what their goal is?" They tore down the storm spire in Orangeshire. What's to stop them from desecrating your god? You know, I don't have an answer for you right now. Then you are more of a puppet for this general than I thought. It would seem you are correct. Uh, Kiran gets up uh, rather abruptly and turns to leave, but quickly looks back and goes, We'll be going into Drift March, and we will let the general in. If you can help us now, we can spare your men and make this a bloodless exchange. Or you can let the general kill more of your kinsmen, kins, yeah, kinsmen, and conflict can continue. Give me a persuasion check with advantage. So. Dope. 16. Okay. So you notice when you start to say your plan, um, his expression changes. Like it, it, he seemed like he was m- messing with you is not the right term, but he was hostily trolling you as, as a holy man to a holy man. Right. Um, but as soon as you mention your mission, he kind of you know, the eyebrows go back, the face, the face tightens, and he uses. I do not know any other way into Drift March but the gates. My kinsmen will catch you. And maybe then you will decide if this general is worth serving. If they're even there. Thank you for the time. And Kiran leaves. As he leaves, get up from my twirl and follow him out the tent. Yep, I'm following too. Okay. So as you step out of the the tent where Serdic and his cavalrymen are being held. We will cut over to Wiswick and Cal.
So you are heading towards the cliffside uh, below the camp to try to follow Jet to wherever he found an opening behind the water, correct? Yep, that's the plan. Okay. All right, so you start to walk out of the village um, on the... uh, eastern side um, heading towards where you know where you realistically where you were hanging out with um, uh, McClear earlier sort of that side cliff face that goes down and as you're walking down instead of turning and going further down towards the actual riverside where the families were were were, uh, resting and sort of enjoying the the warm weather in the riverside, you notice Jet kind of and flies uh, past that um, and hangs and clings to the side of the cliffs for a second where you can see below him is a very thin part of the cliff that continues moving forward. Okay. Uh, is there any... It, the part of the cliff, it just cuts off into like a turn or is there any sort of like entrance way? Give me like, a, is there a cave or anything like that. Perception. Yep. And I'll help him. Go for it with advantage. Okay. Uh, four and a nine. So we'll go with the nine. Okay. Um, so I would say that you can definitely sort of see it enough ahead and like, it's, it's where you're finding more difficulty is like discerning where there's cliff, like walkable cliff side and just like the jutting side of the, the, um, the cliff. Um, so you can see for at the very least that where jet is hanging, it turns and dips probably into, you presume more of a cliff side that you can walk on. And then, but beyond that, you can see is where some of the waterfall starts to begin, um, sort of some of the smaller uh, uh, parts of the waterfall. And then beyond that, you can still see the large um, waterfall in the distance. Um, but you can you can sense that there is walkable cliff, but you can't discern an entrance from here into the um, underground part. Well, um, how good are you at climbing? Not particularly. I I mean, I'm not that agile, but I I, mean, I could get around. We could try it. There's uh, always featherfall. How many feet worth of climbing would I have to do to like either get above it or below it, whatever is easiest, get above it or below it and climb to where Jet is? Uh, oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Um, it's not, uh, it's not particularly, uh, high up from where you are right now or lower it's kind of just you'd have to climb over some rougher stonework but then Mm. you would find yourself on sort of like i would say it's like a a diagonally jutting out piece of the uh, cliffside that you you know could kind of precariously walk along but you climb it's you don't have to do extensive climbing it's it's pretty close to this this little precipice that you're on in the Mm. zigzagged path that goes down to the water side Got it. I think I want to get as close as possible to the entrance. Uh, I, I I mean, like, I, I would definitely go up this cliffside, and then as soon as I'm at the entrance, 
rent, I would stop and begin casting a ritual. Okay, so for just for entire visual scope here, instead of just the, the ridge that you're seeing, you are above you is probably about uh, 30 feet of cliffside that leads back up to the camp. You've kind of done a descension down. There's about another probably 30 to 40 feet beneath you. The cliffside that you're trying to latch onto is probably, I'd say, 10 feet above you. So uh, you'd have to climb up to get to it. And then, you know, not too bad of climbing. I wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't have to make a check for it. You could just, um, you could just do it because it's pretty short. Um, and so that when you're on that cliffside, it's about a 50 foot drop or a 40, 40 foot drop, at least in that immediate part down into the land part, kind of the, the, where the cliff starts to flatten out. Um, it's that, I mean, that's high. It's not kill you high for D&D terms, but there's like a lot of like jutting out rocks beneath it that would do more damage than just a straight free fall to the ground, bludgeoning damage. Right. So it's still dangerous. Um, you can't see an entrance to any caves where you are right now. It seems like it curves around and then maybe continues, uh, probably about maybe like 40 feet ahead of you. Um, about uh, about 100 feet ahead of you is the actual like where the cliffside uh, becomes the complete waterfall coming down, um, and the bridge above um, that is drift marked. So you're about 100 feet from the fortress itself, uh, with some winding a winding path that seems to be your best option forward could yeah, i gonna... oh go ahead you said the the path was 10 feet above us right yes yeah so jet is like hanging from a, a above kind of looking down at you pointing his head towards this like 10 foot climb to a flatter a flat precipice squeaking well i'm pretty sure i could climb that if you want i could just lower a rope for you uh, um, well, maybe I'll just do this, and I cast Messy Step. Okay. <laughs> I suppose I'll climb, then. <laughs> Start climbing. It's you want a rope? It's, it, it does not have the effect Wizwick thinks, because, because Cal, you get up so quickly. <laughs> you get up very quickly. You get up in, like, six seconds, and you just, like, pull yourself up easily enough, and you just look mm. at Wizwick standing there like this. <laughs> I did. I did grow up in the mountains. Everyone seems to forget that a lot. Um, <laughs> you're also a, a high, like you have strength. You're a fighter. Like you can climb pretty. Yeah, easy. I've got 18 strength and 18 dexterity. <laughs> <laughs> Athletics is like the thing I could do. All right. So now that you're up there, you can get a better view of the path ahead, and you can see it does kind of twist with the cliffside. Um, and there are certain parts that are wider and certain parts that are, are thinner, closer to the mountain. Um, it's hard to tell if it's all secure and if there's no, like, um, you know, it's it's still a cliffside, even though it, you can see kind of a an evident path. It's still, you know, potentially unsafe, rocky. You're unsure exactly um, moving forward. You at least have a path towards the waterfall itself. And once you're up there, Jet immediately. And because you have such far vision, Rizmik, he will go kind of all along the path. And he, you see him stop probably around the middle um, and stand on a, a jutting out uh, a boulder 
where he's just standing there looking down at the path in front of him, about 50 feet ahead. Okay, uh, I'm going to proceed forward. Uh, Cal, I'll take the lead now. Uh, and I take my pickaxe, pickaxe out, mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of holding it in front of me. Like, uh, I'm taking it very slow going across all the corners, and uh, I've got my, my pickaxe out like this, so if there's any, like, chance of there being, like, loose rocks or something, I could stab into the wall next to me. Okay. Okay, great. Um, Cal, are you following kind? Yeah, I'm following a good distance. Not uh, five to ten feet. Five. Ten feet, I'll say. Just to avoid any, if there's one rock slide. If Miswick falls, you're like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, if one of us gets hit by rocks and or falling, whatever, the other one can help the other one. No, oh, yeah, I know. I know. It's altruistic. altruistic. It's not like, well, he goes first and he'll die, and then I'll just keep on going. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. So, Wiswick, you're carefully stepping forward. Um, I'd say you, you get about um, 40 feet along, and you're moving along, and occasionally there might be a little bit of loose loose pebble that falls down as you guys step forward. You maybe slip for a moment, your foot casting some dirt and rock off the side, and you can hear the... <laughs> Um, but it's once you get about 10 feet away from Jet that he, uh, that he immediately, uh, flies from the big rock down and just, like, into your face. And it's just flying around your face, just squeaking, and then, like, hovering over the, the rock, the, the cliffside in front of you. Uh, just whoa, whoa, Jet, relax, come down, man, chill. All right, I get it. Uh, I look down at the rocks in front of me. Uh, I want to take a just like a closer look to see like maybe I'll just like kick a pebble over uh, the stones there to see like what happens if there's yeah. any traps or anything. I'm essentially looking for traps. Give me an investigation check. That I can do. Seven plus three is ten. Okay, so it doesn't look trapped. Um... You know, it's you know the the path is not just sort of like a like the same single plateau all across. Like you have to occasionally like step up onto another rock, step down to another rock. Um, so really, all you see in front of you is a, another spot where the rock shifts to where like you're standing on a, a certain section of rock, and then it kind of uh, you would be stepping down onto like another rock jutting out of the side. Okay, I'm gonna stay where I am, and I'm gonna begin my ritual. Uh, so we're casting Detect Magic as a ritual. Uh, we're expending an extra first level spell slot to increase the range. And, uh, we're going to see if we can detect anything magical below us or around us. Okay. Um, I guess I'll probably start with the cliffside and, like, scan downwards. Mm -hmm. Give me a perception check. Sure. For your magical perception. So what you notice is I'd say there's two things you notice because outside of the blinding light that is the Driftmarch Fortress that makes it very hard for you to see anything, other other magical things, you get two small blips, uh, like little blinks of magic. Um, You get one that is beneath the fortress itself. Um, so like, like probably if you've got the, the fortress above the waterfall, you'd say 
about 50 feet beneath it, there's a ping of magic. And then, okay. and then I'd say that, so that's to your, your, um, your right is the fortress itself. And I'd say moving down and to the left, deeper into the cliffside, you get um, another ping, another small ping. Uh, can I wait a little while longer to figure out what type of magic it is? Uh, yes. Give me another perception check. Actually, give me an investigation check for this one. All right. Well, I got a 10 again, unfortunately. Okay. So I would say um, at the very least, uh, the ping, you can't get quite the ping beneath the fortress. Which I will say is very bright itself, um, but it's you're mostly blinded by the fortress in trying to determine the type of magic. I would say that the magic you see to the left that kind of starts to descend down is a mixture of conjuration, illusion, and abjuration. We're definitely onto something, Cal. There's some sort of magical device below us that resembles a similar aura of as one that's uh, over there under the fortress. So I'm thinking that whatever it is, it, it might be connected to the fortress somehow, maybe a way to close down the defenses or get us in there quickly. It, it, it's, it's definitely worth investigating. Give me a quick insight check, Ms. Sure. Man, why do I always roll high on things that I'm bad at? Uh, I got a 16. All right, I'll re-roll. And that's a 15. Okay, 16 is good. Um, the the illusory, abjuration-y, conjuration-y magic that you see to your left, it's not exactly like something you may have experienced back home, but it reminds you of some of, it reminds you of Zvirfneblin magic. Okay. In the sense uh, of I'll like that of myself for protective, now. elusive, conjure like those things together make you think Zvir Fneblin. You're unsure if this is you wanting to believe there's your folk here, or if this is this is actually what this this ping might be. Now, would this relate to the ancient magics that protect my homeland, or would it be something that's more modern? Ancient. Okay. Uh, I'm very intrigued. Yeah, it, that's, that's like exactly what it makes you think of. It makes you think of the protective magic of your homeland. The ancient, okay. The ancient type. Uh, I'm very, uh, like, you, you could see kind of, like, jitters uh, in his, like, the positioning, like, his posture. He's kind of just, like, shaking his hands a lot, like, doing this and... Uh, tapping on the ground with his foot and just like looking about uh, with his like, while he still has the magic flowing uh, downwards and he's just like mumbling to himself. Like, I, I wonder if this is, or maybe, or maybe that, or perhaps it could be, you know, no, 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 no. Cal reacts not at all as this is not bad. <laughs> well, yeah, but Cal, all you see in front of you is, is him just, with this this ritual material around him, just muttering like, "Is, her, 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 her. Is this could be?" 
just like a mad scientist <laughs> as he's just got like just like stuff draw like chalk drawn across the ground and, <laughs> and um, uh, reagents that just it just to you he looks like someone doing like a like a carnival trick. <laughs> All right, enough being enough taking my time. It's time to get down there. I, I really got to figure this out. Right. Are you ready, okay. Cal? Yeah, we just need to keep going along this ledge, right? Yeah, we're gonna go down along the ledge, and then yeah. it's it's below us, right? Yeah, but the, there's like yeah, a yeah, cavern yeah. entrance, I think. Yeah. Ahead. So like the 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 one is at the very least, like you presume maybe that the ping beneath the fortress is some kind of something beneath it. So you think there may be some sort of entrance beneath it. The ping that you saw across the way is somewhat level with that distance from you. So it would be safe to assume perhaps that air is an, a chamber, at least there, that connects to there, potentially. Okay. Uh, I'm going to look at Cal and say, remember when we talked in the past about uh, just being cool and ignoring if you see any people like me? Yes. Yeah, I can't, I can't let them know that I... Is it full on I can't let them know that I see them? Or is it just like, don't interact? I think that it would be better if you pretended not to see them. I can understand that's a lot to ask for. No, no, I'm on. I mean, I get it. People are different, right? So, um, I mean, if they come out, if they like, I'm allowed to defend myself, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Right. I mean, yeah, I, I would. I wouldn't say that's the first step you should do, but you know, right, sure. Yeah, let's go. No, I'm on board. You sure you don't want me to cast invisibility on you? This you is know, your just show, my safe. friend. Maybe uh, it's a good is, call. Okay. I, I cast the invisibility on Cal. Okay. Cal, you are invisible. <laughs> I am disgruntled, but understanding. <laughs> All right. Uh, are you moving forward? Yep. Okay. All right. So, Wizwick, you start to move ahead. Cal, you're going to follow. Yep. Uh, Cal, you... Uh, invisibly. Invisibly. Uh, Cal, if Cal was in a better mood, there would be a lot of fool around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If Cal, if Cal didn't just have like the one of the most emotional days he's had in a while, um, so Wizwick, you step down onto the, the the rock and move onward. Cal, when you get to that edge before you're going to step down, um, as you're stepping down, uh, Jet immediately flies up to your face and just like <laughs> squeaking in your face. Right, I, I just missed Jet. <laughs> Wait, Wizwick, did, was he trying to tell me something? Well, I've already detected magic. I, I, I'm, I don't think that there's anything that I look for non-magical traps. Give me an investigation check. <laughs> Just to be safe. That's pretty good. Uh, 19 plus something. 20. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Okay. So you're looking for traps. Thank you, Talon and Claw, for this dice that rolled high. <laughs> Um, you, you, that is the you, man start, you start to investigate it and I'd say you like, you give yourself a quick, like, you don't see any like trip wires or anything non-natural. So kind of with that in mind, but also with Jet's warning, you take it slow and you kind of just put your foot down against the stone and you watch as the stone just sort of 
And you realize the stone, it's a loose stone in the side of the cliff. Can I, is it small enough that I can, like, bip over it? Definitely. I bip over it. Okay. (laughs) Uh, And I I look up. How, How high above me is the, I guess, cliff? top like the normal ground level at this yep, point yep, like at the where it's plateaus and it's just yeah. the ground um so it seems to as you're moving along this it goes upward uh until it reaches the actual gatehouse where it's a little higher than it was when you first started you started mm-hmm. on this path it was 30 feet up so when you climbed up it was 20 feet by yeah. this point it's back up to like 30 35 feet above you all right does it look climbable for me being a uh, pretty good climber uh, it's, it is climbable. Without, like, crazy danger? Uh, if you took it slow and carefully, um, I'd say here, where it, where it's 30 feet and above, it's a little more shaky, um, where you'd run the risk of, of, of struggling to get to the top, but where it is yeah. currently, um, you, you, 30 feet and below, you'd have no problem. You wouldn't really even need to, to roll. Um. Okay. So, the reason I ask, uh, I want to... Because this appears to be what's going to be like our entrance, mm-hmm. and we do plan on on scouting this out and then getting other folks to come in with us. Um, so what I want to do is I want to climb up there, and I have a rope and pythons. So I'm going to sh- shoot the the rope into the wall into the cliff wall. That way okay. we could get up quickly, and we could get other people down quickly. Okay. So you're going to climb up to the top, put a pin in, and tie the rope off. And yeah, do the whole way down too, so it doesn't stop flapping around in any wind. And okay. uh, I think we're relatively close to the castle side, so yes, you are. Make it harder to see for people. Yeah, um, I, yeah. This is definitely a good spot to do that because there's a nice yeah. curve too, so the castle Perfect. wouldn't really be able to see you. Um, I would ask for you to give me an acrobatics check just because you are doing the the pittance. It's an eighteen plus seven, so twenty five. Great. Excellent. So, yeah, so you watch. Uh, uh, Thank you, Talon and Claw, for this dice that rolls high. <laughs> he has rolled two great rolls. Uh, but um, you get up there and you're able to to put the appropriate pittance in. So you guys have a, uh, you know, a rope to climb down and, and get to this point past that loose rock and so that everyone doesn't have to move all the way along. Okay. Uh, I think Wiswick, while he's doing this, at first, forgets that Cal's even there. Thanks. Because <laughs> he's just, like, so enamored with, like, so excited about what's going on in front of him. He's, yeah. uh, he keeps pushing forward, and eventually he decides to cast detect, um, his Snurvneblin magic to do Disguise Self. And instead of changing his regular face, he uses it just to change his clothes. And if Cal's watching, uh, he his uh, normal trench coat style adventurer garb turns into like a more tribal uh, camouflage like thing. He's got gray patches of fur on his shoulders and they have uh, little talons coming out of the bottoms of them and on his like tabard is or whatever you would call it like the tabard yeah. that goes like the sheet that goes down in front of you mm-hmm. uh there is a symbol of a circular uh swirl type uh rune 
and that's on the front and back. Cal found the way for further questioning. Yeah, it, it looks kind of like, it, well, it is Snurfneblin emissary garb, you would imagine, mm. but like, it, you, I don't know if you would in, infer that. I do not I, have deep speech as a, as a language, so I don't know shit. <laughs> yeah, you just look different to him. Um, you might presume it might be more traditional. So mm -hmm. attire. The hat stays the same. Of course. All right, so, Wizbik, <laughs> you are trudging onward, forward? Okay. Yep. Does I, I think eventually, like, I realize what I'm doing and, like, wait up for him, but I think that's only going to happen until I'm, like, halfway through the cavern. <laughs> oh, like, once you're at the end. Of like, I would, I would step into the cavern, it would get dark, and then I'd be like, oh, wait, where's Cal? Also, okay. can he see? Uh, <laughs> so I'd say that, yeah, because it's going to take Cal a little bit to get the rope set up. You would be able to get to the end of this path before he is back down. Um, when you get to the end of the path, Wizwick, it's where the waterfall is starting to, to come down. Um, and you can see uh, the, there's like sort of smaller waterfalls coming down. You see two ahead of you, and then there's the... You, these are coming from the um, above where they've dug the trench in front of the gatehouse, um, where there's a smaller flow of water coming down. And then you see past them is uh, where there is a, a larger cliff chunk that sticks out like a, a you know a, a roughly made square sticking out, where the water the true waterfall is now coming down. Um, and you can see that there is a small kind of opening next to that. Um, you know, it kind of just looks like a, 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 a triangular opening in the cavern, the cliffside. That is, you only see it every now and then because the water, as the waterfall is, is sort of shifting and there's the mist all around it from the, the water spray. It's very difficult to see, but I'd say with, with your dark vision, you, you, you are able to pinpoint it, it out. It's still a bit hard to see because it is um, obscured a lot. Uh, so there's probably about 20 more feet of cliffside. Well, actually, more than that. There's probably, you know, you've gotten to the end of the 100 feet that, that split you and the, the fortress, and now it's it's sort of coming uh, parallel to the fortress above, the gatehouse. So there's probably about, I'd say, another 50 feet between you and this, this, this opening. Okay. Uh where this smaller opening is, is that large enough for me? The the one across? Yes. Uh, the one that's at the actual waterfall? Uh, it's hard to tell from here. You just know that there is an opening. Uh, I think I write a quick, jot a quick uh, thing down. I draw down the same symbol as I have on my chest. And I tie it up into like a little uh, thing, throw it on Jet's uh, claw, and send him over to the the uh, hole over there. Okay. Do you want to uh, go into his vision? Sure. Okay. So, um, and you want? Do you want Jet to go up to this hole quietly, or just straight to it fast? Uh, I would say he probably goes normal speed without going uh, quietly, but takes a long, like, 
goes around it and comes at it from the side. Like he's not going to go straight into the hole. So you're kind of coming off the cliffside and then back. Yeah, it. exactly. Okay, so you're not just following the cliffside. Okay. Mm -hmm. So as Jet is moving forward, you see he moves past that first waterfall and then comes out. And you see for a moment as he's passing over the gap between that first smaller waterfall and where the real waterfall starts, you see this creature slithers out for a moment. And you see its head comes out of a, a hole in, that's behind the first waterfall, um, or at least right past it in the cliffside where you couldn't see because of it. And you see it's got, uh, it's got, it looks like a massive centipede um, with spines coming off of its side. It's flesh is entirely this like mixture between uh, pale, uh, pale light blue and darker light blue um, all over. It's, uh, its eyes are like uh, opaque over. It's got several spines coming off of a flat face with a large mouth at the end that has several fangs and antennae coming off with these large insect-like eyes that are slightly red but, but opaqued over as it just leans its head out and just and attempts to uh, bite at uh, at Jet. Um, what is Jet's AC? Not great. <laughs> oh no. I'm going to lose another Jet. Uh, 12. This thing is gonna have. Where my notes go? All right, so you watch this uh, this creature lunge out towards Jet, and go for an attack. Okay. To be fair, Jet does have blind sight, so he'd probably see him even if he was in a tunnel. Okay, I'll give uh, I'll give the creature disadvantage. Sorry, I'm just looking up the creature's stats. Oh, there it is. Uh, so the first attack is a uh, fourteen. <laughs> okay, he's dead. So you watch this creature come forward. Oh no! In Wismic, it's kind of horrible. It's like it's almost it's like in Star Wars when the the, the asteroid worm comes out and tries to bite. Uh, to the Millennium Falcon, but it succeeds. And and you just see this thing come out and just... Can I just immediately shoot a ton of magic missiles at it? Yeah, definitely. Go go for it. Alright. Uh, <laughs> let's go with level 3 magic missiles. Because <laughs> I'm mad. That's not cool. It is no. very slow moving. Uh, it's large. It's, it's probably... Uh, Large, it's a large creature, but it's um, it probably comes out about 15 feet out to get jet and then come start to come back in. What did you roll for your uh, your damage? All right, hold on. Four, three, a four, hell yeah, and a four. Okay, <laughs> so that that's uh, eight plus the 15 plus four is. 22. 22, okay. And right, so you watch this. I have four magic missiles. These missiles all go 
into Sorry, the creature. I, I, I what did it. What level, I did it. Sorry, I did it at third level, so I need to roll one more dice. Cool, cool, cool. I rolled another four. Uh, so that's an extra five damage, 27. What kind of damage? And let's make it necrotic. Okay. So you watch as these dark green and black missiles shoot out, and they hit the creature. And you see it it cracks to several parts of its carapace, and you can just see this, like, bright, uh, like, orange glowing blood comes pouring out of it and steams as it hits the side of the cliff side um and, and you just see the steam come up and the creature immediately just starts to roar and then kind of comes out about another five feet to 20 feet of its body is out and it just is looking for you right now and it's in it i mean you just shot missiles at it and it spots you um, um i'm gonna have to ask you to roll initiative yeah. <laughs> Let me get <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. Let me get the battle mat uh, for this. Cal comes sliding back down the, the rope and he turns the corner and Wizzix just firing spells at some random thing he can't see. I hate yep. magic. <laughs> <laughs> Sean's like, I didn't prepare for this. You guys. <laughs> now you're making me do things. Oh, is it, it the... looks like you may have predicted. This. It looks like oh, he was like semi-prepared. Whoa. All right, let me let me uh, let me, let me oh. feed some of these uh, some of these viewers. <laughs> Give me a second. What? What? <laughs> what am I feeding them? Some delicious, delicious Content. viewing. Yes. <laughs> what? What? Nothing, Sean. Continue. Oh my god. Uh, Cal, you can roll initiative for this too because you definitely can see this happening. You like get down from the rope, and you're like, "That's perfect. This is gonna make things so much easier." And you look over, and you just hear the missiles hitting the creature, and you just see its head sticking out, looking directly at Wizwick. Twelve. Okay. And Wizwick, what did you get? Uh, I didn't, but I'm about to. Eleven. Alright. So, uh, Wizwick, you watch as this creature uh, immediately starts to slither out and starts to move across the, the edge directly towards you. Um, it's a, oh. it's a, it's a big set. Oh, the waterfall! I knocked the waterfall over, uh, <laughs> and it's gonna try to bite you. Yum. Oh God! Uh, that is a thirteen to hit. Uh, that is my armor class. So that hits. Okay, so that is going to be. Sorry, how much damage is that? Oh boy, okay. Uh, 
Uh, 23 points of piercing damage. Holy shit. Damn. And, and seven oh. points of fire damage as you immediately feel this intense heat coming from its maw as it bites down on you. Um, and it is going to attempt to... Can I make to... a reaction? Uh, yeah, you have your reaction. Uh, I'm going to use the staff with the skull on it that we never gave a name from way back when. Uh, he needs to make a dexterity saving throw, DC 12 or 14, I was never told. Uh, it's, it's, it, for now, let's say 12. Dang. Uh, <laughs> uh, dex save, right? Yep. All right, so roll the natural 16. So either way, it makes the save. Um, so yeah, it makes the save. Okay, uh, does that mean it takes zero damage or half? Um, uh, half damage, because it still gets hit by the blast. It just doesn't get knocked back by it. Okay, uh, four fire damage. That's already half. Okay, so you watch as the the it rips forward at it, um, this flaming blast. And you watch as the creature is completely unaffected by it. It does not feel, it seems like the heat doesn't affect it at all. It takes zero damage. And uh, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Is it magical? <laughs> no. Uh, I love saying that, though. Uh, I still rolled an 18 plus 3 is 21. Oh, okay. All right. So... As it's biting you, you can feel it chomps down on you, Wizwick, and you're almost entirely in its mouth. Um, but it like goes to bite you one more time to hold you in its mouth, and you you <laughs> just imagine you like whoop, and you just slip out of its mouth and avoid being grappled by it uh, in its maw. Um, but and a good thing you did because it was gonna try to swallow you next. Uh, so. Uh, that is the end of the young Ramorez turn. It is now, um, uh, Wiswick, you got a 12, right? Uh, Cal, I got a 12. Wait, Cal, you are up. You can see this. He is about, um, from where you are, he's about uh, 30, 30 feet away from you, Wiswick. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Oh boy, I'm gonna yeah, I'll move in. I'll move up to uh, uh, with Wiswick, um, and the creature is right on top of us, right? Or right on top of him? Yes, it is. All right, I'll move right in. Yeah, I gotta. I was gonna say I could stand behind him and just use reach, but I feel like I need to take some heat off Wiswick. Um, so I'll move up, yeah, and uh, just attack him. All right, go for an attack. With Le Prongs du Black, which I know is black is not. Advantage! Why do I have advantage? You're invisible. Can't see oh, you. Yeah, oh, you are invisible. That's right. Oh, wait, wait, actually, wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait. concentration. Give me a concentration check. <laughs> oh, what is this? That was like a turn ago. The, the DC for it's pretty high because you took a lot of damage. Well, well pretty I high. rolled a six. <laughs> okay, okay. So, Cal, you are not okay. invisible. So what would have been a nat 20 is now no. not. It is now uh, still actually a, a 21. So. All right, that definitely hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Nice, max damage. So 15. Max damage all around. Holy shit. Uh, 
15 oh. plus a full four poison. So 19. 19, nice. And I'll attack. I might be getting messed up. Uh, but we're rolling great. Cal, Cal. Yeah, yeah, I'm Cal. Sorry, dexterity to... saving throw. Yeah, dexterity saving throw. Uh, you've play, you've fought one of these before. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I have. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, Alex has. Yeah. Uh, it's a dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Okay, you take, uh, you take six points of fire damage as some of that molten blood, uh, that hot blood shoots out of the wound and splashes across your face, but you avoid uh, half of the damage, um, as you kind of like step back as it starts to shoot out upon the first piercing. Um, but uh, you did take that uh, fire damage. Okay. Um, I attack again. Okay, uh, go for 19 it. 19 to hit. That hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Six. Uh, uh, no, I can do math. 14 plus three. Four, 17. 17, nice. Three of which is poison if it matters. It does not, but it does not resist it. It only is immune to fire and some other stuff. Um, so, another dexterity saving throw. Rude. <laughs> These often are quite rude monsters. 19. Yeah, they suck. 19, okay. So you will take... Oh, I rolled much lower that time. You'll take four points of fire damage. That is, uh, yeah, four points of fire damage. Okay. All right, so Wizwick, you see Cal comes up and he's about to attack this creature as you you've got you it's just released its maw from you and you watch as cal is going forward for a lunge and then he appears from his invisibility and and i imagine just as fuck and then goes in for the stab with the or the slash with the uh the, the prongs of the black they rip into the side of the creature uh and then when he pulls it out there's just the shooting splatter of that that gleaming orange blood that gets across Cal's chest and starts to eat away at his uh, his nice coat. Um, and then he goes for another attack, and similarly, he, he dodges some of the blood coming out, but it still gets a bit on him. It starts to singe away his his uh, his nice coat. Um, which brings us to your turn, Ms. Whippick. I'm not happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can damage me, but... Not my fine Not wares. my coat and or hat. <laughs> Next level barbarian. <laughs> Rage only triggers on, <laughs> on, on, on clothing, on hat or yes. damage. Yes. Uh, I'm going to use poison spray, but I'm going to change it into nightmare spray. Uh, we're going to use, uh, we do a regular puff of uh, magical poison that yeah. suddenly turns black and has little wisps of uh, like necrotic energy flowing through it. And I right. shoot it at the creature's face in an attempt to make him roll an intelligent saving throw or take 1d12 necrotic damage. All right. Uh, intelligence. 2d12. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, this thing ain't that smart. That's a, that's a dirty one. <laughs> So go ahead and roll damage. What is a giant centipede's greatest fear? A giant uh, rock. Okay. A giant uh, a, boot comes from the sky. <laughs> I didn't mean a giant rock like you smashed the centipede with a rock. I meant a rock like the giant bird. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, 
So no, I rolled the rock. Seven Dwayne and the Rock Johnson. <laughs> so yes. many easier ways to get across. You're welcome. Could have just said a giant eagle, but that no. was the worst way to do that. <laughs> a rock, but it wasn't <laughs> a rock. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. Uh, we're looking at eleven damage, necrotic. Nice. This thing is looking bloodied. And I'm gonna do a hard misty step out of there. Hard misty step out of there. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, because poison spray is a cantrip, right? Right, bonus action. Cool, 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 cool. All right, so 30 feet back. Away from the creature. And I would also like to move further than 30 feet back. Okay, easy enough. So you can move your full 25 back if you want, so that you're 55 feet away. Yes. Okay. All right, it's creature's turn. Um, it is going to go for Cal, because it's not too smart. It's not going to chase after the wizard, even though it's... You know what? Actually, I'm going to roll to see if it goes after Wizwick, just because it isn't that smart. And Wizwick looks like an easier meal than Cal does. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to roll a d6. One to three is Wizwick. Four to six is Cal. Are you saying it has tunnel vision? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It is going to go for Wizwick. Um, so, damn it. This is what I get for making stupid puns. So, yeah. Cal, you, Cal, you will get an attack of opportunity on it. Um, it is not moving through you or around you. You actually see it rear its head back, and then immediately you see this molten, uh, like, bodily fluid starts to fill its mouth so that its mouth is glowing this bright, 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 hot, molten color, and it bites into the side of the earth and starts to dig into it to go around you to go after Wiswick. Um, so, go ahead and give me an attack of opportunity. Uh, does a 14? 14 does not hit. Um, <clears throat> what if I have Venmoed you $4 right now? Uh, <laughs> only if you Venmo... No, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> uh, if you donate $100... What were you going to say? The, the, the bail project, no. Um, all right, no. So... You, you re lunge forward to try to get the creature, but it's already dug its way um, about 20 feet into the, the wall and, and moved in. You can see kind of the light, the side of the cliff. You can see sort of like there's remnants of this molten um, bile uh, melting the sides of the, the stone as it is moving through the rock, trying to intercept Wiswick. Which brings us to, and it's going to use its, yep, okay. Um, Wiswick, you hear the ground like shaking to your left as about probably about 15 feet in front of you you can hear kind of this creature coming and it's almost to you um which brings us to cal's turn um this uh this hole in the wall how how wide is it <laughs> You could fit or in it. it. <laughs> you could definitely fit in it and go. It would be. It would be like, I'm. I'm warning you. You might singe the feather on the top of your your hat, but you can get in yes. there. Well, my friend is in trouble, and I just had a whole conversation about that. So, one <laughs> must not be a hypocrite. So I will. Uh, I'll okay. run after it. <laughs> so, if you run in and you run after it, you you can hit it if you extend the prongs of the black to reach. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you run in and it's this horrible glowing orange light around you as like occasionally drips sing singe your, your fine coat. 
Um, but you do get up to the the back of it, and you can go for an attack uh, at reach. 24. That hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Uh, it's, uh, so 15. 15. 15, nice. All right, so you rip the prongs... You rip the prongs of the black into the creature's, uh, mm-hmm. the, the back uh, tail of the creature, and it just rips in, and you pull it out. The the molten blood splatters out, but because you're attacking at reach, it does not hit you. Um, dirty 23, you know, like a natural 23. But <sighs> All right, go ahead and roll damage on that second attack. I already did it, because I knew it would hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not as much, it's 12. How do you want to kill this thing? Uh, I'm kind of behind it. Yeah. All right. Here's what I want to do. I want to like I I so the, we're in this round tunnel. Yeah. I want to like send the prongs of the black up and around, like a like a like a thing on the wall, you know, and then like as it loops around it, just tighten it so it so it comes in like that. Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. All right. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say like this a from... lasso that could cut people. Yeah. So this is what you, this is, uh, so Cal, you throw the prongs of the black forward, it wraps around the back of the creature and you pull it and it just sort of, the, the serrated blades rip the carapace off of it. It's just, uh, just ripping its skin off, essentially. You see this, this corrosive blood shooting all across as you see stone melting away at the sides. Wiswick, all you see is the head of this creature shoot out of the rock <laughs> with all of this like magmic blood shooting everywhere. And then you see it just <laughs> it collapses forward and slides down the side of the mountain, the cliffside, and just <laughs> as you see a bunch of steam rise up from the river below as it was smout its ruin upon the cliffside. <laughs> Cal, you are now in a wormhole. <laughs> Battle is over. I'm okay. I uh, we might have tainted the water supply. <laughs> oh man, that's not what I wanted. It's also the wrong accent. Um, so I'll uh, I guess I'll I'll go back because it seems like in front of me is very full of magma blood. And that seems unpleasant. So I'll turn around and go back the way I came for now. Also, I wait. You're muted there, Sean. And then I go Sorry. follow. Absolutely, yeah. So Wizwick, you see him come out from that back back area after you'd shouted after him. You can easily enough go and rejoin together and head towards the opening if you'd like. I do want to stop real quick with everyone else and see if there's anything they would have they would be like to be doing during this time. I'd say all of that was happening simultaneous with you talking to Sertic. So now you all are heading back to your tent. Um, well, is there anything you'd like to do? Uh, Timber would like to go to his tent. Um, and go into hybrid form and write information down and put it in a pocket and then meditate after that you're muted you're muted sorry (laughs) and are you just doing a basic meditation or are you trying to do anything else any kind of um just simple meditation or um no 
So the message isn't for the meditation. I say it's for the the pocket. Yeah, the med meditation is is to serve both Timber himself and for um, as a prayer. What does I see. Mean? I see. Excellent. All right. So Timber, you you all watch Timber kind of move away to his own tent. You all kind of unless you want unless Scarlet and Curon have anything. Uh, Kiron probably would have gone to the general talk about the condition the prisoners are being kept in. Okay. We could do that. Uh, Scarlet, while Kiron's doing that, is there anything you'd like to do? Or are you going to go with him? Uh, yeah, I'll go with him. Just because she doesn't really want to be by herself right now. Okay. Alright. So the two of you start, as you enter into the, the uh, northeastern camp ground, you split from Timber who goes and walks off stoically to go meditate and write his note. Um, the two of you head over to the general's tent. Um, you can see Captain Amara outside, leaning against the uh, the side of a barrel, as she is frequently in this spot. There's uh, The rain is just falling all around her, and she is like not reacting to it. It's just her hair is splat against her face. Uh, um, armor, you hear the tinking of the uh, the rain on the armor as she's just sitting there, leaning against the barrel, um, watching. As you step forward, she kind of kicks off and steps forward to greet you. Ah, Kiron and Scarlet. What can I do for you tonight? Evening, Amara. I was wondering if we could speak with the general for a moment. Uh, let me see. And she steps inside, and you're waiting outside for a little while, but before um, before long, you see her come back out, and you see a, um, a few of the uh, soldiers stepping out um, who are speaking to the general. And then you see Valen comes out as well, kind of stretches. You can see he's still injured, um, uh, stretches and looks to you, too. It's just, uh, he is... Uh, he is in a sprightly mood tonight, uh, for whatever you two uh, wish to speak with him about. Namara comes out and opens the tent uh, flap for you, as Valen nods to the two of you and wanders off with the soldiers. You step inside, and like I mentioned to Cal last session, the general just... You've seen him in armor, mostly, and kind of like... the much more he looks less like a military man to you right now and more like his noble lineage as he's wearing a a long tunic um with a that is uh, um a like dark green greenish blue color um with golden uh patchwork all across that depicts sort of these um flowers all going down um, he just looks more regal than he normally does. His um, face is completely clean-shaven, uh, like when you first met him. Um, he is still limping, but not as much as he was when we first got to the camp. Um, seems like uh, he is in a good mood. As he looks to you two, he has a, a goblet in one hand. He's sitting at the war desk that he has. Um, all the preparations and stuff on it are all kind of pushed to the side now. Um, as he uh, looks to the two of you and says, Ah, 
Scarlet, Curon, Curon. Curon. Truly a hero. Hero with Quintaki. The work you did out there on the battlefield. Very impressive. Very impressive. I appreciate the uh, kind words, General, but I don't know if I would consider myself a hero for those deeds. I was simply protecting those I knew to be in danger. Is there not anything more heroic than protecting the innocents? I guess that's true. Well, maybe. Standing up for the right cause, even in the face of adversary, would be considered very heroic as well. Kiran says, looking directly at the general. You see he grabs a few, like, grapes. He's got a nice little charcuterie next to him. <laughs> Are they, anyway. are they are they are they grape tomatoes? <laughs> this is too close to my last Lord of the Rings reference to, <laughs> to have him grossly pop a grape tomato in his mouth <laughs> and then rip a chicken leg in half. Do you sing, Master Elf? Come, Scarlet. Do you sing? <laughs> Your Lord of the Rings reference for the day. Well enough to my own people. Sorry. He's my. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> so. Uh, he looks to you, and it does, as he, he does pop a grape, grape in his mouth and sips his drink, he just sort of, his face drops from the uh, the smiling uh, attitude, and he's just, whatever do you mean, Kiran? Have you spoken with your newly acquired prisoners? Not of yet. It is only the day after the battle. I'm sure Amara has spoke with them and spoke with our lieutenants and other soldiers. But no, I have not tread into the camp, prison camp yet. Weren't, aren't you curious as to why these men have stood up against the Quintarchy? Of course. Of course we are curious about their motivations and they will get their motivations from them in good time and i will deliver that report to heinrich himself and we will see what we can do for the Svals if they have legitimate quarrels with the crown but regardless of their quarrels these soldiers these Svals took up arms against their king up arms against their countrymen of the Quintaki. Their kin. I don't know if they consider you kin, from what I've learned. They seem to have some very deep grievances with the, uh... They call you cows. <laughs> well, these vows were never very good at humor, I'd say. There's a lot at work here, Kiron. I know. I don't pretend to understand the whole picture. I simply want to make sure that I am on the right side for good. And you see he'll, he'll, he'll look away from you and look to Scarlet at that mention saying, I want to make sure I'm on the side of good. And he'll kind of look 
he'll be look to you, bow his head a little, and then turn and look to Scarlet. And look down. Certainly, we all thrive to be in the good graces for our people, for our gods. An understandable concern, Curon. But I assure you, what we do here, what I do for the kingdom, the crown lands, for the people of the Quintaki, Trinwald Valley, it bends towards the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do, keeping prisoners of war out in the cold rain, their wounds left untended, bound, unable to care for themselves. Is the right thing to do to deny refugees entrance into a fortress and leave them out in the cold rain of camp? I'm not defending the Sparewolds. I'm asking what your actions are showing. Give me a persuasion check. I'm not trying to persuade them, by the way. I'm just. No, no, I, I know you're not. But Eight. I'm just... <laughs> so you're on I take your point I take your understanding of the situation what would you have me do simply give them the basic amenities you would give any other citizen of the Quintaki. Would you have me remove the villagers of Maginset from their homes, their tents, to quarter prisoners? Would you have me remove my soldiers from their quarters to quarter prisons? I'd have you find a creative solution for one that I've heard is held in so high regard. That bruises him a little. <laughs> As you see him, and at this point he has come around the table and is standing in front of the two of you. And he sips from his goblet and puts it down on his desk and looks forward and smiles, trying to resume his jovial uh, that you saw jovial attitude you walked in on. Just, I, uh, I understand your concerns, girl. And I will take them up with my lieutenants and Captain Amara. Now, I hope that the reason for this visit was not only to advocate on the behalf of Sval prisoners. Oh, no, it was, General. And Kiran turns to leave, calling, not calling, but saying back over his shoulder, I believe you could have retaken Drift March much easier if you came to understand those that you fight against and walks out. I'll uh, linger for a moment longer and just kind of like shrug and follow him out. So you step back out into the rain. Uh, Captain Amara is there. She nods to you. What do you do now? 
I'm pretty sure we were supposed to link back up with Wizwick and Cal yeah. at some point. Uh, so Kiran turning to Scarlet goes, I'm not sure how you're feeling right now, but I think I will go down to the caves and see how Wizwick and Cal are faring, as that is our general direction. We're going to go through the caves and... Were we supposed to beat them there, or were they supposed to come get us? Don't I don't want to disobey remember. orders. Yes. I can understand your frustration with Cal at the moment, even your feud. But let's just remember, in the end, we are trying to help you and Timber figure out your whole situation. I'll go get Timber. Sounds good. I'll meet you down by the caves. Okay. So, as you are collecting Timber, and Kiran starts to head towards the caves, we'll step back to Cal and Wiswick. So, now that you've stepped to across and you've made your way across to the uh, the entrance, you can see it now. The waterfall is spewing across it. Um, and once you've gotten close to it now, you can see that it's probably about um, six feet tall, the opening of the cave, um, kind of coming up to a, a triangular opening. Um, inside at Wizwick, you can kind of just see the, uh, with your dark vision, it's, um, it's, it's very dark in there. It's almost, uh, completely, uh, obscured darkness, but you see a very small glow coming from inside. Uh, perhaps it's, has a very light reddish hue to it. Uh, the cave seems to curve in. Oh, okay. Wizwick, I'm not one to uh, uh, judge, but does that seem like it's got a slight reddish hue to it? Cal, you can't see the red hue. Why can't I see the red hue? Because you don't have dark vision. I'll put on my goddamn goggles. <laughs> Cal, you Superior see dark vision goggles? You see, well, it's only like 10 feet away from you. Uh, Cal, now, now you can see the red glow. So do we think that's another one of those worms that spews red molten blood? Because if it is, I really don't want to go down there, frankly, or at least not without more backup. Also, are you okay? You got hurt, didn't you? Uh, Wiswick looks really beat up, but he looks over to Cal and he says, Never mind that. If it was another one of those worms, we'd already be attacked. Those things are relentless. Okay. And what are they called, by the way? What are they called? Do I know this? I feel like I should know this. Give me a... Uh... Oh, you just you just spoke like you knew what that was. <laughs> uh, Wizwick, give me a nature check. Wizwick. Uh, okay. Um, I rolled a 5 plus 10 is 15. Plus 10, 15? Jesus. Okay, yeah, 15 is good enough. Um, <laughs> Did yes. you roll over a 10 today? Like, what the fuck? Yes, so Wizwick, it is a Remoraz. Uh, particularly with that role, you understand that it is a young Ramores. Um, so it is probably a, um, year, there might be a bigger one somewhere amongst these mountainsides. Uh, some parents, not, this young one. They're not like solitary creatures, do they? <laughs> they are solitary creatures, but you're unsure if that 
despite its size, you're unsure if that creature is uh, one that is independent or not. It seems pretty independent, but you also notice that it had some, uh, a little bit of trouble um, seeing a little bit, but it's when it came out for Jet. But it's, um, you're unsure. With a 15, I'd say you're unsure if there would be a parent around. All you know for sure is that that was a younger Remoras and that the parents are much larger. But also you'd probably know if there was a big one around because you'd feel the tremoring of the earth that was moving around. Well, I, I don't feel any tremoring in the earth and that was a younger Remora, but it was very close to the surface. So it's probably just hunting for food and wherever it came from is much deeper below. I don't think we have anything to worry about. And I say that like hesitantly because I feel like there is something to worry about in the back of my mind, but I don't want to convince Cal to like, I, I want Cal to follow me. Uh, I rolled a, uh, I guess a 16 on insight. Give All me right. a deception roll, Wizwick. Oh yeah. Uh, I forgot I'm not good at deception. I got a seven. So yeah, you could definitely, like Wizwick is like, like trembling when he says this. <laughs> Uh, all right, I'm going to look at him for another, like, second or two. I'm sure, like... Okay, uh, here we go. <laughs> and I make sure that my sword is just out now, like, I'm just, we're just ready to go. Mm -hmm. um, did you want to make me invisible again? Um, hold on. I want to try something. Uh... Where oh, that fade of dark, uh, where that fade of red is, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm basically just going to call out into the cavern and yell as loud as I can in Undercommon and then Gnomish. Okay. What uh, so the Undercommon, I yell, the beast is slain. It, it, it is safe to come out. May the great demon bat guide you. Just you shout it. Could you please uh, repeat that in Undercommon? Woof, doof, 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 doof! Doof, doof, doof! Wow. <laughs> I just wanted to know what kind of language it sounded like. A lot of, lot of, lot of long vowels and a lot of Fs. Yeah. You hear inside. You don't want to hear me say it in Gnomish. <laughs> Wizwick, you hear inside at, at at shouting out. You hear the sound of something moving inside, and then like the some like st stones falling. Um, heavier footsteps than of Zvirf Neblin. Um, as you see, kind of peeking out from the cave, a weird looking fellow uh his <clears throat> his black hair that just oh, is completely wet soaked against the skin he is uh his skin is covered in like it's human like humanoid flesh with like scales across it that almost look like barnacles across his face as you just see these hands come out across as he just looks out this uh and it has a 
a um, a thin beard across the face that's kind of has like these patches of scales. They don't look like they're not like green scales. They look almost like I guess the best reference for it would be like the gray scale in Game of Thrones. Like they're gray scales that are across the skin. Um, they look when like you said, when you said barnacle as barnacles, I was going with bootstrap uh, uh, crew. Yep, me too. I was going with you. Yeah, yeah. It's not. There's no like C motif to him. Um, but he just because it, it, he looks like a, a a human that is like somehow like. Does he have syphilis? What are we going with? It, it's not, he looks sickly. His face. You can only see his face right now. Um, the eyes though are what catch you off guard is they're very large and entirely black uh, and there's tattered clothes hanging off of him that look like this really faded red color um, maroonish color uh, give me an insight check real quick sure meanwhile out of the side of my mouth I go is that, is that one of the ones I'm supposed to not pretend I see no, no, don't worry. Everyone in the Under the Dark looks terrifying. I got a natural 20. You look at him and he looks familiar for some reason. <laughs> kind of looks like a fucked up version of the paintings of that mage. Whoa. Okay. For Tim, who anytime magic comes up, and for our audience, painting is the what mage? Yes. So the mage that you saw the paintings of in the in the, under the barrows, where you were exploring kind ah, of the disembodied yes. parts of the uh, the spire, where you yeah. saw the the mage, the, the same mage that you saw a statue of reappear on the fountain in um, yes. in Brackland. So that general mage that seems to his motifs seem to be all across Tresix and this underground chunks of his spire, the spire that you went to in the Astral Sea. And this just looks like a mutated version of that, uh, like thin, gaunt, big black eyes, um, patches of rough, scaly skin across um, pale blues. It's not pale blue, but like a very, such a pale white that it almost has a bluish hue to it. Hello there. Uh, he, he won't understand you. Let me try. All right, go. Uh, I want to speak back in undercommon to the creature type thing. And I say, the creature is gone. You have nothing to fear from me, poor one. Do you remember a man named Ilbog? We we defeated him as well. Do you do you know me? You see, give me a persuasion check, actually. Oof, deep daft, doof daft, deep daft, doof. Deep doof daft. You have to have the 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 deeper. Yeah, I think. Daft, thank you. Daft. Uh, I rolled a 19 and a 2, so I'm thankful for the advantage. Uh, 
What do you say? Oh, oh, what did you roll? Sorry. Uh, uh, 19. So you see he comes out and now is standing like in the like rough mud and uh, puddles in front of the opening. And you can see he kind of like hunt is stands at a hunch, uh, um, you know, occasionally dropping an elbow down to the ground and kind of scratching his back where you can see there's a, a large he's just his body is misshapen where there's like larger portions here, smaller. His like his left arm is shriveled and smaller while his right arm is much larger. And that's why he like kind of brings it down to the ground as he's walking and keeps this hand up like this. Um, the clothes on him are complete rags um, that are barely holding together um, as he moves forward. And that long, that black hair is not just like shoulder length. No, it comes down and like drip, like drags across the ground as he moves forward. It says an undercommon new friend or foe. Who are you? Look like the others. He says all this in undercut. I... Alright, we really don't have to give those... <laughs> no, I know. I'm not gonna... No, I, I'm not gonna keep doing that, obviously. <laughs> I, I look back at Cal, and I say, I, I think he knows something. Uh, I want to pull some food out of my pouch mm -hmm. and I kind of just toss it over to him and but, well I, I like hold it out and I say we are your friends we mean you no harm I, I've said that already uh, I toss the thing over to him and I say there are more of more that look like me where are they what happened to them so you see him, he catches it with his smaller arm that just generally seems more dexterous and then brings it up. Okay. He drops the food on the ground. Sorry, it's cooked. Disgusting, gross food. You get used to it. Those like you behind the wall. Low, down, down, deeper. Those, oh yeah, you're invisible, right, Cal? No. I never okay. cast it again on him. Okay. And then he point. He kind of points to Cal. And says, Those like him, up. Up? You mean where we are now, the surface? No, no. And he's pointing up, and you look up, and you see Drift March above. Wait, what? <laughs> we're we're below the Drift yeah, March. Above you is the gatehouse. Like forty feet above you is the gatehouse. Oh. And directly behind us would be the central pillar, if I recall. Right. Correct. Yes. Correct. So. I say, how are you? How can I help you? Kill more, kill more monsters, kill more monsters. 
I look at the man and I say, I will kill your monsters. You must show me the way to the to the people like him. Hmm. Yes. Where monsters are. Below. Creatures, creatures, creatures. The ruins of his home. Monsters. Come. Your name? You. Uh, I, I stop him. He looks back at you. Like when he starts to turn, he just looks back to you like blank face when you say your name, your name. Your name is Zafra? Zafra. 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 Which undercommon is Zafra. Zafra. That's the rule? No. Yes, yes. No, in undercommon, it's, it's Zuf. Um, but he, you see him, he's Zafra. And he points towards the center, like away from the cliffside deeper in, closer to the actual um, Driftmarch Fortress. Monsters. Monsters creatures. Wreck, ruin, break Zafra's home. Hide, I did. But you, like you, closed door on Zafra. Closed door on Zafra. Hiding was wise. My people are cowardly, I admit. You, the, the monsters, were they like the Remora? The worm creature? No, not worm. Not worm. Four legs. Mom, fangs, mouth, shadowy. How oh, fuck! Oh shit! I think I think he's. I think there's some drow in this cave. I think we gotta wreck him. I think we gotta go down there. We gotta kick some butt, Cal. Okay, yeah. I was pretty. Uh, to be honest, this day is you, you. That's pretty on on brand for the moment. You kill monsters. I show you way up to his people. You got yourself a deal, Zafra. I say that Why, in, uh, in in common, out of like character. Just when you when you say it in common, he goes. Zuf, doof, doof. And then, <laughs> I, he, I doesn't, he doesn't understand common. common. Oh, I hate yeah. that I started that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you've, you've wrought some terrible things upon us now, uh, Tim. <laughs> yes, yes. And you see, he he starts to move the large arm to go back, and he looks to you. Zafra, hold. I I bring more people. We kill all the monsters very fast. Safe for you. You saying this in undercommon? Yep. Yes. Plan. Zafra, wait here for you. Hides. You come back. Didn't this guy start with full sentences? What happened? I know. I like. I like devo- devolved into into this. He didn't have completely full sentences, but uh, sure, Sean. 
this is what the character is. <laughs> God damn it. It's what it is. Uh, he, is he, lives, uh, he lives in a hole in the ground. That's he fair. speaks to no one. <laughs> Except that's for fair. occasionally some Zverf Neblin. Zverf Nerbles. Zverf Nerbles. Zverf Nerbles. Zafrahite. Come back, find Zafra. Can Praise Snurble, Lord of Plague. Alright, let's, uh... So I'm still standing there. All I've heard is, we gotta go kick some butt! And you've got a deal! So I'm a little concerned. But I'm still... I mean, at this point, I'm emotionally, fundamentally just drained. So yeah. it's like, yeah, right. <laughs> okay. If this will get the job sure, done, that's fine. <laughs> All right, so are you two going to head back then to try to meet the others? Uh, yes. Okay. On the way back, I just explained to Cal uh, essentially what the conversation was about. I just called them really hairy drow that are that are attack that attacked him, and uh, we're going to go uh, help him, and he's going to show us the way. Would I even know what a drow is? Give me a nature check. I don't think I'm very good at this. But that's a 19. You probably so. know that I, the uh, Wiswick hates them. Yes, I do know that. But I don't think <laughs> I ever asked, like, like, what is one? How do we kill it? Uh, uh, dirty 20, Sean. Uh, so you would have heard... From Talon O'Clock. You would have uh, um, read in kind of in the same way that you know a little bit about Alicia, just a little bit about Zephyr Fnebelin in general. You would have read about the Drow of the North. You would find it odd that Wiswick hates them so much because you would have never heard of the Underdark Drow. You would have only heard about the Mountain Drow that live above, in the mountains above Elysia, who are um, very isolationist and that there's been little to no interaction between humans and them. They really only interact with, with Elysians. Um, you know, Curon would know what the Mountain Drow are uh, in that they are sort of a... Um, uh, uh, they live in large fortresses in the mountains that are almost like city-states and that they prize hunting. It's their, like, cultural status symbol. So they, the drow that has hunted the largest creature um, is, and the is, the, is, is the most respected drow. And they'll have, like, they'll take, like, so say they killed a mammoth, they'll take the mammoth skull and carve drow runes all across it. And, and that's their, like, symbol that they keep in their home of their status. Wiswick, uh, I know, you know, you said in the past that you hate the drow, but I thought they were, I don't know, I thought they stuck to the, their own lands and they just hunted and, like, I, I, did they hunt, did they hunt Sniff Neblins? Yeah. With real much, concern, like. I say, yeah, pretty much everything else. They're, they're psychotic. They, they just go around the Underdark willy-nilly, casting spells and blowing stuff up. Huh. They, they have armies. They have cities. They have terrible magics. You don't want to mess with any of those guys. But that's... We're going to go mess with them now? Well, I mean, yeah. They're jerks. You know, I'm on board. I'm just saying if they have armies and cities down there, there's only so much the five of us can do. Uh, we're pretty far away from where I used to hang out. Okay. Yeah. As I said, 
your show. And and I guess another thing about the drow that you would know about Cal is that they are generally non-hostile. This this is all weird because the drow yeah. tend to keep to themselves. They really only they maintain their own gods. They like their their hunting uh, traditions are all they 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 care about. Inter- they hope they tr- if they're the only thing you can you can really only fight a drow if you try to invade their homeland or like mess with their hunting grounds. But they largely don't care about. Um, <laughs> politics or anything like that they keep yeah. to themselves okay uh i'm polite so i'm not going to be like you're wrong but i'm just going to be like mm, okay <laughs> like is wiswick racist <laughs> but uh you by this point you get back to the top of the path and i'd say that you can easily enough find curon who has started to, to head in that direction um, well i'm going to take the rope up okay uh, Wizbeck, are you going to take the rope or are you going to stay down below? Uh, I'm going with him for sure. Okay. I'm going to let Wizbeck go first so I can catch him. Thank you. If he Thank falls. you. <laughs> I'll say taking that precaution, you get up easily enough. Um, <laughs> if Wizbeck didn't go first, there might be some acrobatics checks going on. Uh, but you get to the top of the rope um, and you can try to look for and, and cut off Kiran before he starts heading down the other path. Yeah, I'm just want. gonna. I mean, we're standing on a cliff edge, so it's probably not hard to see us. You know, it's like that's yeah. They yeah. might have also seen a giant worm fall from the cliff. Yeah, no, because we're lower. He wouldn't have seen that. They didn't see oh, that. Oh, yeah. true. Okay. Yeah. So Kiran, we're, we're not up a cliff. Exactly. Yeah. So Kiran, you would easily enough see them, um, and uh, you you could all shortly wait for uh, Timber and Scarlet to join you. So I'd say at this point you're all together. Yeah. Unless there's something you want to say before Scarlet and Timber get there, Kieran. He would just catch them up, uh, be like, you know, I spoke with the leader of the Sverwald, Serdic. I'm still not quite sure of the situation in your Quintarchy, but what I do know is the general's treatment of his prisoners is rather base. Did, um, did Serdic say he works for the, uh, the fearless queen whose name I would know? Uh, no, he referred to her as the puppet queen of mm. the of Oxland. Well, mm. no war this year then. Right, well, a people's uprising is always possible. Queen's, queen Solveig. S-O-L-V-E-I-G. Pretend Solveig. I said that when I when we were talking about it. I pretended. Uh, yeah, we'll just wait. Okay. You all come back together, and you are reunited. So, we found a scary fish reptile man, uh, who's actually relatively nice in the cave down below us. Uh, he says, according to Wiswick, that there is a path, uh, up to the keep from the caverns. However, he says that it is blocked by creatures that are, are, are vile monsters, he says. Drow. Um, Harry Drow. They got claws there. and long hair and fangs. Is Kiron familiar with the Underdark Drow? These fucking Morlocks? Uh, Kiron, give me a... Uh, <laughs> uh, give me a history check. Do... Do they have... Um, oh, yes, they could have. 21... Uh, Huron, yes, you would be familiar. You don't know a lot about the drow in the Underdark. Um, what you know is that there is a particular 
like there was a particular tribe of the mountain drow that left the mountains and began invested like it began expanding into the underdark you don't know their current state but you know that they were the most ruthless of the the drow tribes and that they were not like when they left drow the drow culture like war dropped dramatically between the tribes and like the the north like the city states of the drow mountain holds live in relative peace now since the many centuries ago the the tr this particular clan of drow left they were more um they're just more their culture was more warm-minded um in conquest and they attempted to conquer the whole of the drow people by subjugating and, and attacking the other drow but they were defeated because they unified and they're like no 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 we are not go we're not going to desecrate the the uh the spirits by allowing you to ruin ruin our peaceful lands and they were essentially exiled and they have become what is now known as as the uh faction of the drow that are in the underdark cool. so how much how much do we, we kill these hairy drow uh, or we we deal with the monsters for him and uh he will take us up to the keep we can liberate the keep by our deadline, and we're out of here. Does uh, do you think we should do that in the morning? We could be no. earlier. Earlier, okay. No, I think we should do that tonight because he needs those gates open by sunup. Hmm. I check every time I talk about time. I check my watch in real life. So I would say at this time it's about uh, it's about nine nine thirty. Um, so you could do it now, or you could take some time to you could take a short rest. Um, I could take a short rest for sure, and then head in. Um, I also wanted to mention a few other things. I, I told Cal, but uh, there seems to be uh, remnants of some people that are deeper below the fortress. Perhaps once we're through with all this, we can adventure further. I, I just want to explore to the point that our friend uh, spoke of. Vizik, once we do this, I need to go. I cannot stray um, any more time. On a bit of a timeline. I'm not saying I, we cannot explore, but... I'm not. I'm not asking for a long adventure, but I think that as a part of this party, I deserve a little bit of time to follow my own uh, goals, so to speak. It won't take long; just an afternoon, perhaps. I want you could do that much for me, huh? And I look at both of them. <laughs> Sorry, just a little in my throat. <laughs> Let's do this first and then we'll talk. I'll take that as a yes. So anyway, do these drow have any weakness to anything? How much do you know about them? Well, I know that they'll murder you on sight, okay. and that 
they turn people into spiders and fish and insects and probably eat them. Yep, they're cannibals. They're insect cannibals? Is this, is this after they turn them? I, I'm confused. They do, they really mix and match. It depends on the part of okay. the Underdark. Do they are. do they bleed? That's true. Okay. Okay. Then we could kill them. <laughs> <laughs> do they bleed? So, I'll say you all take a short rest now. What yeah. do you want? Yeah. So let's yeah, take a good. short rest. Anyone can use any hit dice they need. I'm looking at you, Wizwick. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> also, arcane rest. recovery for more spell slots. Yeah, I used one. Arcane right. recovery? Yeah, use arcane uh, recovery, too. No. I hit die. You... I used a fucking hit die. You died? <gasps> Cal died. You heard it here first, folks. Yep. So for, for the rest of you, though, um, you would... As you guys are walking towards the entrance to the cave, you would see these massive holes ripped out of the side of the cliff, where there's like this solidified, like bare, bare, like just lightly glowing sludge on it um, that is glowing a light orange hue, like cooling magma, uh, and just sort of like scrapes across the ground where they fought the young Remoras as you see these waterfalls coming down all around you as Wizwick and Cal lead you towards the entrance to the cave. So, Wizwick, would you like to go in first? Sorry, I'm rolling hit dice. No problem. Uh, no, I'll let somebody else go in first, but I, I think that... I, well, I guess yeah, I want to find the guy yeah. first. And no one else... I don't think anyone else speaks under common. Does anyone else... Oh, Okay. Well, considering the only people you said Elysians have interaction with are Drow and Sniffnublers. Yeah. Yeah, so I know no wheel under dark or under common. That makes sense. Okay, so. Facebook. I used five hit dice and I'm back to full. Uh. I go to the uh, person. Oh, man, I already forgot his name. You told me like three times. Zafra. 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 Z-O-P-H-R-A. Zafra. All right, let me write Zafra. that down. Papra. Zafra. Napra. Uh, he's not Napra. standing at the edge of the, the cave because he said he was going to hide uh, while you were away. Uh, in an undercommon, I say. Friend! I have returned. Come out so you may help us. So it takes, a, it takes a moment, but then you hear the same scuttling inside. And the rest of you now see the very mutated um, human who uh, who looks like a mutated human, massive arm that's just sort of resting on the ground, a small arm up here uh, as he's moving forward. Kind of like the torso and legs are of like a, just a... Typical, probably like five foot ten human, who is just very emaciated and covered in these maroonish rags. Um, black hair across the head that comes down to the sides and, and drags across the ground in front of him. Big, big black eyes that look much larger than a standard humanoid's eyes, a human's eyes. Um, on this very pale skin that has this 
gray patchy scales across that kind of disrupt the beard and and hair like uh kind of like mange um but uh as he comes forward and just looks out to wiswick and um kiran you would have understood that wiswick's wiswick's under common there as he just says bring friends to help Safra. That's the one. What is your name? You may call me Bilguru. Bilguru. Yes. Bilguru's friends. Come, come, monsters to deal with. He He's on board, guys. Wonderful. So Cal's gonna put his glasses on. <laughs> and then I'm gonna put another pair of glasses on. And then I'll put the third and fourth pairs on so I have the best dark vision possible. It's just it's just blinding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I'm joking. Yeah. Um, unless that works. It doesn't work that way. Okay. Uh, then I will keep the other three pair somewhere safe. <laughs> we'll carry on. Okay, so the rest of you start to follow. Like Wiswick, do you start to follow? Because he's starting to go in. Uh, I look back at the rest of them and say, uh, "In common, I say, this this creature, whatever it was before, it doesn't remember. All it knows is it's been kicked out of its home, and some of my people locked him out of, uh, like trapped him." But he survived. I know, I, I saw you, Timber. You looked a little confused. I, I think you realized that he kind of looks like the wizard from Magin Set in those paintings. But I, I, I don't know how much of a help he'll be uh, towards that mystery. I think it's mm. best to just get on his good graces and help him out here. But this odd, though. Let's go. Can I get a marching order? I'll lead. Kiran will follow. Uh, Is I can imagine be... you'll be up ahead with Cal. Yeah, I think that I would like to be right behind Cal, and he would be in front. Ilbot, uh, I him Ilbot. Zafra, got it. I'll be in the back. Perfect for stabbing people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Timber will constantly <laughs> yeah, have. Thanks. His... Thanks. Itching, itch, 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 itch. Yeah, you're just like scratching your back the entire time. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the scab. Oh, uh, yeah. like, you're, you're a healed scar. It's just that itchiness of like a fresh scar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So you all enter in uh, into the depths of this cave as you hear kind of the, the dull um, thrumming of the waves outside um sorry sean one last thing does zafra have a weapon of any sort give me a perception check Sixteen. Sixteen. okay um he's a big booty <laughs> yeah, exactly no uh you don't with a 16. He's just got a monster hand. <laughs> He's just got a big, big strong arm. Just 
smashes people. <laughs> uh, I mean, you do see it, and like that arm is big. Like it could definitely do some damage, some bludgeoning damage. You start to notice as you're kind of walking behind him. Like one, you see there's a long jagged knife at his at his at his waist um, that is real rusted. Um, like it, it could if it if it tried to hit anything other than flesh, it would immediately crumble. Probably. Um, that's the only evident weapon on him. You know, you can kind of see across his hands, both the shriveled one and the large one. There are kind of just like spikes coming off in random places. Um, and then like he just, yeah, mostly these little tiny spikes pierce out of his skin in a lot of places, like spines, um, and with like black, like uh, like car keratin. It's just like black bone that comes out that shoots out into a spike um i think at some point he would just stop and like just look at safra and hand him a spare dagger to replace the one that's rusted over safra will kind of look at it and be like you just see his big hand takes it and it's super small in his hand. And he just he takes it in a smaller hand. Like, Zafra, thanks you. And you now enter into the space he was in. And you can see there is a dimly lit torch on the ground um, that is a bundle of different, like, dried plant and another matter at the top and, and wrapped rags that he used across a, what appears to be a human femur bone that he's used, used as a torch that's just on the ground. And that's where that dim red light was coming from. It's mostly, it's almost entirely burnt out. Um, the space you can see is just sort of rocky cave. It's not, it has no signs of any man-made carvings. Um, there is immediately a path to the right and a path to the left. Um, Wizwick, you presume the path to the left is the one that goes down to that magical pinging you saw that was your potentially your people, the door you referenced that they locked him out from. Um, you see Zafra picks up the uh, the um, the torch and, uh, well, he puts, first he kind of like finds a place to put your dagger he gave him, and then he takes the torch in his smaller hand and starts to look down the other path as he, and he points forward with a small hand torch. It's uh, down there, down there, creatures. Creatures Zafra ran, ran with you people. Lock Zafra out, Zafra hide here. Zafra hide here. Come, come to the creatures, but be quiet. He says they're down there. He wants us to be quiet. Okay. And I cast Pass Without a Trace. Okay. Zafra starts to move slowly in there. Um, and I'd like you all to give me stealth checks. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> all right. Pass with a trace. Nice. Thanks. Yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> Okay, uh, uh, Cal, what'd you get? Well, thanks to Timber, I got a 21. Nice. Wiswick? 
Uh, same as him. Uh, Wizwick, you get advantage when you're... Ooh, in rock. You're very true. You're very correct. Uh, 12 plus 3 is 15. And then, 10, and then plus 10, so 25. Yep. Okay. Kiron. 27. Remember that time we abused the shit out of that roll and you like stealthed through a crowd of people? But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I had episode <laughs> one. Like it was like, you yeah, cobblestones? <laughs> you just yeah. went invisible? Chameleon. It was mostly like people like being like, there's a kid running through our legs who get her. Like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> My kid has a beard. Um, uh, Timber, what do you get? I got a 23. Oh, wow. And Scarlet. 36. 47? Okay. 36. <laughs> okay. Zafra stealth. Okay. Zafra did well as well. 22 for Zafra. All right. So you start to move your way, and, and, and it takes a little while to get, you know, you start to move into the cavern, and it, it starts to dip down, and then it comes up at one point. And there's no longer these, It's at first it's a very narrow stone um, um, cavern. And then it opens up into uh, uh, man-made stone, but kind of mingled with the caves as well. It reminds you a lot of the spire stuff that you found at this in this portion, where there's jutting rock sticking out that's hewn over like, like a, um, masonry, mingled and fused with the rock of the earth. Um, but it's much more chaotic here. Um, like it, much smaller chunks that are loose all around, as opposed to like whole rooms that are jutting off of a cliffside. Um, and you're moving through and then you get towards um, a singular cave uh, or a larger cave area um, that Zafra stops in and comes in and just, <laughs> And he points up and you can see, because this cave glows a green light, you see up the cave, there's an opening. This is entirely natural cave with just a few spots of, of hewn masonry. You see two um, green orbs, familiar green orbs, that are glowing over an entrance into a fusion of masonry and cavern. And Zafra looks up and says, Suffers home up there, creatures up there. Creatures in the next room. Next room leads up, up to his people. Uh, I relay the information. All right, then. So, Wizard, have you ever fought one of these before? No. <laughs> what? Um. Okay. Yeah. So what? They're scary. Yeah. No, I'm sure they are. But any. Do we want fun. to? All right. Do we want okay. to sneak up on them? Can they be snuck up on? Looking around this cavern, does it look like there would be any other way into the next area? Or give me an. Uh, give me an investigation check. Perception. You can do perception if you want, but you're going to be looking for something as opposed to digging through it, looking, investigating. Well, eight for investigation. 
So this room is fairly, there is another passageway that, so like when you enter this, this area, there's an up, like you have to like climb up some stone to get to this opening that leads to Zafra's home. And that is to your like, a little bit to your right, looking at the back wall of this cave. To the left, there is another passage, but it seems to go downward. So you surmise the way it goes down might not lead up to this other other area. Um, but you don't know. You'd have to look down there. Kieran's going to turn to Zafra and in Undercommon ask, do you know where, uh, do you know where that tunnel goes? Uh, Zafra, explore the tunnels here. Zafra can lead you there too. After we kill monsters. That leads to the side of river surface away. And is there any other way into your home where the monsters are? No. No, no, no. my home is not cave. Home is part of fortress. Understood. Thank you. Where's where the question still stands? Can they be surprised or no? They're incredibly perceptive, but they're not. As are we. Yeah, they're not. They're not that good. I mean, my people have been hiding from them for years, centuries even. So sneak up and hit him with a fireball, right? Sounds good to me. Uh, Kieran, you would uh, see Zafra kind of seeing you all talk, and he's just like creatures, creatures, four legs, shadowy. Fire. I'm sorry, Zafra. Lights. 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 Are you saying fire hurts them? I don't know. I've tried only hit creatures in lights. Red, dark, frightening. Four legs, shadows. Does fire hurt them, Kiron? How do you know what we're talking about? Oh, that's right. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yep, yep. Never mind. Scratch that. Well, Zafar does bring up a good point. Uh, Drow are notoriously sensitive to sunlight. So perhaps if we use fire, uh, it will be effective if we we have a large enough explosion. You're good, Tim. Scarlet, I believe that's where you come in. Hmm. And of course, Wizwick with your... Wonderful fireballs. So they, Zafra's so they, looking between you all as you talk in common, and he's just like picking up like one word here, one word there. We go. They do have we roast them. Like, I say an under common. What'd you say? We roast them. Roast fire. Fire. Lights. Fire. From the shadow. Not to metagame, I'm not supposed to know this, but uh, we sure he's talking about Drow, you guys? <laughs> I think you have a pretty good idea that I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty yeah, sure he's talking about. I don't know. <laughs> I forget. I forget if they're in the fifth, whatever. Uh, but uh, sounds like Hellhounds to Tim. 
Let's get back. Shadowy four-legged creatures with flames. Get back. Get back. Your only, your only, your only uh, discernation is what Wiswick and Kiron can understand. I know. I know. I would say for you, Kiron, this doesn't sound like Drow. Right. Since you do know yeah. what Drow are. Yeah. Um, Wiswick might actually know what they are, but now he's just playing up his like role. Like he just wants them to be drow so he can kick their butts. Wiswick, to my knowledge, no drow walk on four legs, but Zafra here describes them as four-legged creatures hiding in the dark. Well, um, sure. Yeah, well, you know, like. I mean, you never know with these guys. Drow, they could be anything. They're, they're constantly using their experiments to transform themselves. The drow that I'm familiar with that entered the Underdark are can not- Can you get on with it, please? Sure, Scarlet, you can go ahead and run. Go forward. We'll be right okay. behind you. Okay, uh, all right, Kuran. Yeah, there might be something else. <laughs> it might, it's, it's a chance that there's something else. Sure. Yeah, that okay. was you. You you all do here in the next room some snarling. Those definitely sound like dogs. Definitely not. Shh. <laughs> yeah, Wiswick. Give me. He's a, forgetting uh, where he is. <laughs> give me a self check, Wiswick. Okay. Advantage? No, because it's your it's your loudness, not your physical presence. Okay, I got a 9 plus 3 is 11 plus 10. Oh, wait, 12. 22. Okay. So I'd say... <laughs> I'd say, thankfully, to uh, the um, Pass Without a Trace, like, your 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 loud uh, excitement does not bounce off the walls and echo through because of the magic of... of um, uh, uh, timbers pass without a trace. Muted, muted the sounds. But you do hear some snarling in the next room. Um, at Kiron's snarky comment, Scarlet is going to start stealthing forward. Okay. Ask him, uh, Q, ask him if there's a, a door that leads into this room or if it's open. Safra, in Undercommon, is the way forward to your home open, or is there a door that closes? Door. Broken wall. Rubble. He says there's a door, but there's also a broken wall and rubble that I assume leads in. So... Mm. Okay. I mean, I think we lead with area of effect stuff, right? So, fireball, Q, I think you've got some kind of area of effect thing, I don't remember. Um, Around myself, but can't mm. fire it in there. Let this so, first, uh... Wizwick, I say we get, you, we get you up to the top and we just hit it before we enter. No sense in risking all of us if we could just... Yep. Scarlet's already halfway there. Kieran says, pointing to Scarlet. Yeah, I'd say Scarlet <laughs> is climbing up towards the opening, and she's just waiting at the opening, kind of crouched down, ready to stealth in, looking back at the all, all of you. I think I made it in the green light of these two uh, uh, spire orbs. I scurry up behind Scarlet, and 
I kind of like just like reach my hand out and start jumping, like expecting her to like come pick me up or <laughs> or help me up. Um, Timber's gonna actually get behind Wizwick and help him up. So and don't get too far ahead of me. <laughs> so, give me the uh, marching order, the new marching order. So Scarlet is first. Mm-hmm. Then Timber with Wizwick. Okay. Cal, Kieran, which one of you is going mm-hmm. next? Doesn't matter to me. Okay. So However, take- we do it. Kieran is going to steps of the brave up in the dim light and not Shut waste up. his time with climbing. So you, where you? Oh, okay. I see what you say. It's actually funny, Kieran. You do it, and since you're kind of new to this this blessing, you do it, and it immediately. Like you get to the top of this little where it is, and it just you immediately find yourself losing it when you get into the green light um, because it's not dim light. But, but you don't have to climb. It worked. It worked as intended. <laughs> All right, and then Kiran, you see behind you, you see kind of gra- grabs his big arm and pulls himself up as Safra is right behind you. You all go now. Safra will wait here. Be safe. Kieran says, turning to, I guess, go in with his friends and look. Yeah, you see Zafra before you go, pulls out the dagger Wizwick gave him, and is just holding it in his smaller arm with this big arm on the ground. Like, Zafra will hide. Come back for Zafra. Show you way up. Wizwick, can you snuff out the green light? Uh, I use prestidigitation. Give it a shot. Doesn't do anything. That would also give away our position, so don't. Mm. Um, so we're right at the we're right at the, the edge here, right at the lip of this. Lip. Yeah. So essentially, once you once you're you're looking down this tunnel, um, you can see it kind of uh, it, it curves a little, and you can see light emanating from where you presume the crumbled wall Zafra mentioned is, and it is a. You can kind of see. It looks like. Not, not fog, but like dust is kind of floating out of the room, and it is backlit, illuminated by this deep red light. Not the red of a burnt-out torch, but a deep, disturbing red light. So if we uh, if we climb up over this lip, we're not immediately like just from looking no. over, we can't see any enemies looking at us. Yeah, you don't see. It's just okay. it's literally a very shallow uh, hallway. Um, that is mostly actually uh, masonry with just some rocks jutting out. Um, and it's probably about 20 feet deep. And then it ends at a, a curve. And you presume at the end of that curve is the broken uh, crumbled wall where you see this light coming and this sort of okay. um, twisting uh, dust and, and, and dust coming out. Get up to the curve and. Uh, Take a look around. If the enemies are there, Wizwick, hit him as soon as you can, and then the rest of us go in the chaos. Yes? Anyone have anything I'm overlooking? Nobody should get away from where I am. Yes. So let me lead Let me lead up. Yeah, if everyone stays behind Timber, they'll still stay within 30 feet of him. Okay. Yeah. Let me lead with Wizwick. Okay, I'll need you all to give me stealth checks again. Much better. 
Mm. Do I have advantage this time? Yeah. Good. Because I rolled right, uh, Scarlet? 29. Timber? 27. Cow? Twos? 22. Curon? Well, I got a nat 20, but I also got a 2. So 13. <laughs> we need to get you some new armor. <laughs> Wiswick, finally. 30. Jesus. Alright. I'll say with the high rolls of everyone else, Kiran, you start to stumble. Are you like almost like your your the big plate shoulder of your armor almost like it's a, it scrapes across the side of the cliff for a second as you lose your footing. Um but the all-consuming kind of shadow shadowy force of timbers uh, pass out a trace seem to dull the echo of it. You're unsure if anything heard she heard this, but at the very least you know that the sound was dulled. Uh, Timber and Wiswick, how would you like to approach the opening? You can hear now from it, it sort of sounds like, it sounds like the, you, you've heard this noise before. It sounds like the, like gusts of wind pushing through like the heat of something really hot or burning. Um, it just sounds like deep winds, which is strange for being underground. Um, and you feel a heat as you approach it, approach this this um, this opening. And the, the dust kind of swirls out almost like it's in a, a wind that's coming through the, uh, the cavern. Um, I would like to like slowly and, and low um, peer around the corner. Give me a perception check. Thirteen. Thirteen? Okay. So when you peek around the corner, you kind of pull yourself back at first. Because what you first see is just this hulking form walking walk almost uh, in front of the crumbled opening. Because you see the form of a uh, a hound-like creature. Um, <clears throat> it's got uh, this black flesh. Um, it doesn't really have hair like a dog ordinarily would. It more has like leathery skin um, that isn't completely black, but you can see like at the elbows, there's like webbed skin that's tattered between. The mouth has this radiating red molten light coming out of it and there's like at the edges of the, the the sides of the face it's ripped and there's holes you can see this light coming out their eyes are a, a piercing um bright gold with little like smoky flames coming off of it as you see this really frightening looking creature um has a long tail uh you can see its chest which has like that low hanging dog chest has um you can see under the, the dark black skin through the light of fiery energy beneath as it just walks past, kind of patrolling. But it doesn't see you at first. You pull yourself back. And it... I guess, what did you roll again for perception? 13. Yeah, I'd say you pull back too quick to see anything else in the room. 
uh, wide-eyed. Timber just is like low, hang, looking at the at Wiswick. There's a a hound. A a what? Uh, what what color light was coming from his mouth? And what uh, color red. eyes? Red. Okay. Yeah. There's a. It looks like something I would describe as a hellhound. It uh. <laughs> it seems to emanate red light. It's a massive creature. Are we close? Are we close enough to hear you, or is are you two? I'm ahead? like I'm whispering yeah, to to. Um, how do you want to approach this? I only saw one. He mentioned right, more, right. correct? Yeah. Yeah, he did, but I think we should just take the initiative. We're not going to get a better shot. Okay. Well, would you like to open up with uh, one of your big explosions? That's the plan. Wizwick, you're going to step out into the opening and cast a fireball in? Uh, yeah. I mean, I would like to step out into the opening and have, like, a half a second to, like, see what I'm looking at first. Well, I'll need you to give me a stealth check to do that. Okay. Um, Timber is going to also do the same. I'll need both of you to give me stealth checks. You know what we're we need? It's not. What do we need? Whenever we get a chance to train together, we need a way to call in uh, magic fire like artillery. Because he can shoot up to like a mile. So mm-hmm. we need to just like have a guy up front who's just like able to either send, you know, like a scout team. Like, <laughs> All right, coordinates 223 north. <laughs> Initiate plan Five. Omaha. Everyone Go! <laughs> yeah, I can just Does see the message on, like, even go that far? No. You and Cal are the, sc- the, the, the spotter team. Yeah. Right. And I can cover your back, so we're just Right. Huron just, like, walks up into the air while, like, Cal's like, mm, anyone around? <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, up over a cliff, I can imagine it, and Wizwick's like, I'm gonna arc the shot. Fire for effect. He's just on the top of a cliff firing now. <laughs> I got a 29 in stealth, by the way. Jesus. Nice. And, uh, uh. 25. Because my ideal way, I, I couldn't figure out a way to do it. My ideal way would have been like Timber looks around and goes five feet out. 40 feet that way. It was <laughs> Yeah. That was my ideal. What was your ideal? The thing I just said. I'm pretty sure I have to see in order cast anyway. Fortunately. Yeah, we just put you up in a big old tower. Well, n- not magic missile, right? Magic missile just... True. I could shoot a magic bullets? missile really ah! far. <laughs> like, Hit a thing! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, remember that movie? Wanted. Oh, is Sorry. that the one where you curve the bullets? Yeah. Professor X and Angelina Jolie, yeah. That's a pretty good movie. Goofy, but I mean it was it was standard I guess it was standard of the action flicks of the time. Yeah, kind of. it was definitely standard of the action flicks of the time. Shit, 
Oh, so there. for all those wondering what we're just waiting around Sean to do. Sorry. Uh, I'm looking for my wizard. Okay. Um, who's wizard? Alright. Uh, so, you got a... Um, 29 and 25, you said? Correct. Yep. Okay. Ooh. I need that combat zoom. You need that combat zoom. 25, you said, right? 25, As far as you know, you have a second before they notice you. Okay. Give me a perception check, both of you. Come on. I need a talent uh, Oh! Um, that's better. A lot better. I do need a talent claw dice, though. Cause yeah, you do. The majority of my dice rolls today have been below 10. I got all of them out of the way. I got a 14. I did get a 22 on this one, though. Ooh. Ooh la la. Nice. Ooh, Thanks. La la. All right, sorry. You got a 22, Timber, and what did you get, uh... Wizwick? 14. 14. Okay. So, Wizwick, uh, what you see is, uh, sorry, I didn't get a chance to paint these guys, unfortunately. Oh my um, god, Sean. Production value down. Uh, so, you see, you see two of these hellhounds in front of you within 15 feet of each other. Um, you see there is a green light coming from the left side. And then from the right side, you can see the source of the red light. You don't have much time to look at it before you have to do something. So I'm gonna give you a very brief description of it, which it just is a, so like, it looks like there's a crack in the ground that goes in a circle. And there's this really bright, orangish light coming up and you can see like dust coming out of that light that's all you see for now what are you gonna do what are you doing right now you have uh wait actually you know what are you guys are we are you guys about to initiate combat yes yeah, yeah. okay so then i need everyone to roll and in, roll initiative the every you'll have um surprise essentially a surprise round yeah okay the, the, the actual surprise rules are really annoying to explain. It's that they are surprised, so they lose their turn. So it's... So yes, so... That wasn't that annoying. Wait, wait. So, oh, I know. Wait, did, did Clayton... Wait, sorry. Did Wizwick only see the two, or did Timber see the three? Timber, you, Timber, you saw the three. Okay. Yeah, Timber, yours. You see... Actually, Timber, let me describe for you, because you see a lot more. Um, you see that there is this... The corner, the right corner of the room, there's an arcing light all around it that glows this red light, um, this orange light up. And, and the ground up past the orange light is entirely this dark, dark, dark red cracked earth that looks like ground, like surface ground, not stone. In the center of this, you see floating above a, uh, above a dais, a very short dais that almost looks like a teleportation circle that's just covered in this dark, this dark red ground, is floating and spinning what looks to you like a tuning fork. Um, and then uh, there's some very low-lit torches around the room that seem to be what probably Zafra had lit. Um, the place is trashed. There's like desks overturned, shattered vials everywhere. The ground is covered in like broken glass and just it, from what you can see, it seems like the ground would be difficult terrain. 
<laughs> um, except within the circle of, of magical light, um, which I'll put a marker down with these firewalls. Those aren't actual firewalls, but that's where the light is coming up. Got it. Um, all right, 20 to 25. For oh, I didn't roll initiative. I rolled a natural 20 29. Hey, same, but I only have a because I'm a pleb. I got a dirty 20 shot. <laughs> Thank you, Talon Claw, for the dice that rolls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. So, Scarlet, you got a 29. Yep. Uh, Cal, you got a 20. Kiran, what'd you get? 21? What's that? Yeah. Okay, 21. <laughs> Sorry, didn't pick up what you said for a second. Yeah, I saw that. Ever wonder how everyone... 22 also for me, Sean. So high. 22 for you? Yeah, I got a natural 18. <laughs> Talon and Claw. Yeah, Talon and Claw, purveyors of handmade... Uh, what'd you get? I got an 18. Get the accessories. <laughs> okay, so we're going to start this off with Wiswick firing off his. This is not your turn, Wiswick. This is before Wait, talent, Wait I was going to fire something too. You can do that as well, Timber. Okay. Wait, I wanted to. You can't because you're out of your the dice are great. So the two of you can. I'll work on that. Actually, no, I guess the two of you get your turn, and then we're going to go into initiative count. So you two get a turn. You, so, Wiswick, uh, I'll say, uh, we'll say Wiswick first, since you told him to, to go first. Yeah. Wiswick, what do you want to do? Uh, I'm going to, since I only have like a brief second, I am concerned about the structural integrity of the uh, building, of being underground and such. So I target the exact center of the room uh, okay. for my spell. And that'll probably hit all three of them anyway. What's uh, the this, uh, this is a twenty-foot sphere. Oh yeah, that'll hit all. And I'm going to go with a. Uh, do I want to upgrade it? Do I want to spend the second level spell slot? Yeah, I you do. I, Give it all. I think I reduce. Can you get all three? You know, actually, I don't. I'm going to keep the second level spells. I'm going to use a regular good old-fashioned fireball, except for the fact that I'm not going to make it fire. Look at these awesome minis that I got. That's awesome. Uh, I got them off this guy. Talented and claw. Talented claw. 3D prints <laughs> these awesome minis. Cool. Uh, I would, <laughs> if I had it on hand, I'd, I'd let him know. I'd let you know. All right. Uh, I'm what sorry. Do you <laughs> Wizwick, focus, combat. Wizwick, what type of damage? Yeah. Uh, and uh... I'm gonna use radiant damage, and a giant ball of holy light uh, appears before these creatures and sears them with holy fire. Uh, they need to roll a Constitution saving throw. Okay, what's the DC on that? Fifteen. Um, I like the new music, Sean. First one, thank you. 
first one uh, fails. Second one uh, fails as well. And the third one, third one succeeds. Go ahead and roll damage. 31 damage. Ooh, okay. Um, and... And what are you doing, Timber? I'm casting Chain Lightning. <laughs> right above, <laughs> right above Wizwick. Oh yeah, with your gauntlet, you're using all the charges. I'm using all the charges. Alright. Wow. So that's a dexterity saving throw, but we haven't decided what the, what's it called is? The DC. Yeah, the DC. So, oh, the DC. 14. Uh, I'll say it's 14, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he gets the good magic item. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. rolling this on D&D uh, Beyond because I am not rolling all these. No, go for it, yeah. Though you don't remember, Timber picked up a gauntlet of lightning in uh, Holy cavern. Holy shit. So that's 57 fact, damage to each of them. <laughs> that's not halved, though. That's not halved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. First one succeeds. What type of? It's dexterity, you said? Dexterity, yep. First one succeeds, second one fails, and third one succeeds. Um, so how much damage was it? 57, you said? 57. So is it rounded up or rounded down? Rounded down. Okay, so it's 20, 23. No, that's no, 57. It's 20, 28. 28, sorry. I don't... Uh, no. Yeah, I could do math. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Okay. <laughs> I... All right. Major, so math is my specialty. All right, so what you see is... Uh, so you... Facebook, you step forward and unleash this holy, holy orb out that shines out and shoots out, spreading this radiant light all throughout as you watch these hounds immediately snarl and cringe as it starts to like push against their flesh, ripping some of it apart. And then finally you see uh, Timber, he pulls this gauntlet down to tighten over his hands. You see these lightning arc <laughs> as he just, and his hand, you're like, Timber, your hand is shaking because it like hurts a lot to do this. As you see all of the, the fingertips <laughs> come together into a single ball of lightning, and then fires out this massive arc of lightning that rips across the room and chains between all of them. The first one it hits is vaporized immediately into ash as it just makes that, it just, <laughs> and then it, 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 it hits the other two and they're just, they, they take the damage. The second one it hits, it hits it much harder. The third one who's within the, sphere of this uh, um, this ritual that seems to be there uh, it does not take as much damage um, but it is zapped back and it's like <laughs> I'd like to think that Timber just like is like thrown back a little bit too <laughs> oh yeah absolutely Timber you are immediately jettisoned back 10 feet and hit back of the uh, stone wall like this like oh and it's just like, <laughs> steaming across your hand, this like ozone smelling fumes. Oh, I gotta see if it breaks. One second. Yeah, you have to check if it breaks. Roll a d20. If it's a natural one, it breaks. One second, I reroll it. Oh my god. That was a fucking three. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. 
Okay. That's because you're not using a dice buy. Talent and claws. <laughs> you're right. I need a buy. So, the, it does not break, but it, it, it certainly looks rough, but it does not break. So the item is still good to go. Um, now we get into initiative. <laughs> Scarlet. Okay, wait, I didn't actually roll for them. Okay, Scarlet, you're up first. You just saw Timber get blasted back, and this and this bright blue light shoot out of the room after a bright yellow light had shot through the room, and you see you see Wizwitz just like staring like staring out at what what uh, <laughs> Timber just did. Yeah. As, uh, uh, which one? Which one was vaporized, Sean? Uh, this. Oh, Look, that's one less mini you have to paint now. <laughs> now they're going to show up in the home campaign. All right. Um, I will move up. Um, let's see. And you said this is difficult to 10 make. 10d8, right? 10d8, yes. Oh, oh my that's God. I, I'm, as a DM, I should be like, fuck, I should have given that. That was so cool. Yeah. That was perfect. <laughs> that... um, uh, yes, so it's not difficult terrain until you get into the room. Okay. All right, so then I want to get right to the edge of the room, and I want to get into a position where I can throw my dagger of return at the uh, one I can see. Okay. Uh, you can get um, you can get right into the room. Yep. And you can throw your dagger of return at this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead um, and uh, roll an attack roll. Are they? They're not surprised anymore, right? Uh, no, they, they are. Seen, they haven't uh, seen me yet. They. So. Correct. Yeah. All right. So this yeah. is going to be a critical if it hits. Flash it. Yeah, because the yeah, because they're still. Yeah, yeah, you're. Yep. Cool. Uh, sixteen plus seven. Twenty-three. Twenty-three hits. Go ahead and roll that critical. Uh, yes, I get to use my new sneak attack dice. Critical, critical. I'm gonna save. How much dice is that? That's. Go ahead and roll. Just go ahead and roll. Yeah, yeah, probably gonna, gonna roll. Probably, you're probably gonna kill it. Just yeah. go. <laughs> Shannon pulled right. me and dropped your dice from her desk. Huh? Oh, yes, I you heard did. You All dice. right, that's a four. Plus. Uh, sounds like you need a dice eight, of returning. 12, and sneak attack. Town o'clock. Right? New item? <laughs> yeah, arcane spectacles. I really need to get myself a... Uh, Alright, how do you want to kill them? <laughs> you see, it's kind, of like, it's kind of like tremoring across the ground as these arcs of lightning are still moving across it. Yeah, I just want a nice clean shot right through the eye. Alright, so you watch. It's just like seizing on the ground as your dagger just sinks between its eyes and its head as it just slowly collapses to the ground and you see it starts to melt into this sneak attack brought to you by arcane spectacles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. oh yes actually it starts yeah. to melt into a black icker and it is dead great all right um uh let's see bonus action i would like to is there anywhere that i could duck behind to hide you can go back into the previous chamber yeah um all right you yeah. don't have any move oh your bonus action no, you no, don't I have can, left. You'd have to. I can, bo- I can bonus action dash. I'll bonus action dash and get out. Okay. And then I'll, as I come back I'll, and like sneaking into the corner, I'll just be like, one to go. Okay. 
Uh, Timber, you are next. Uh, I imagine it's actually gonna... Um... So after firing that off, Timber is... He's gonna Naruto run with back in with his with his right arm, just kind of like spazzing out. <laughs> yeah. And um, what's your again? What's it? It's forty-five. No, forty. Sorry. He's like Midoriya after he does one of his like. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you can get Arms just into that room. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna bonus action hex. And main action, uh, main action kunai. All right, go ahead and roll the attack. I'm gonna throw ink swell. Yo, swelling. Uh, it's not super great. It's a 17. What, what was it to hit? 17. That will hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Oh, hello. That is ten uh, piercing damage and one necrotic damage. Okay. All right. So you watch. It's interesting as you watch your uh, your hex dagger enter into this field that this this uh, this wolf is in. This hound is in. It still hits through and hits the creature and and sinks in, and the hex uh, happens. But it seems almost like erratically respond once it went into this space. And for a moment, it almost missed entirely as it's just sort of like, but it, it found its purchase due to the guidance of your patron. Um, but it is, it did have a strange reaction to this uh, this field. Anything else, Timber? That is all. All right, Kiran, you're up. Cal, you're on deck. Uh, Kiran's gonna put opening and we'll watch uh, First level guiding bolt Okay. Uh, go ahead and uh, roll for attack. 23. That'll hit. 19. Radio Nice. This thing is fucking rough. More like. Water. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You're right. Oh, can you please remove Stefan from the stream? Yes. Uh, <laughs> let me just right-click delete from Paradise. Uninvite him from the call. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, look at that zoom. <laughs> just, 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 just. Okay. <laughs> Anything else on your turn, Kiron? As these bolts hit this hound, giving advantage to the next attack on them. Is it? Is anybody? Low, like, is yeah, Stefan, like, on. really, like, cutting out? Or, like, really low? Yeah, Stefan, closer to your mic. Say something? I'm not gonna do that. I was about to be really impressed. Uh, this Yep, not really. Not <laughs> really, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, you have 30 feet of movement, right? Yes. Oh, you better. Do what due, to the, uh, due to the difficult terrain, you can't get further in. Okay. Uh, then I will, then Kiran will move out of the way to ensure someone else can get through. Okay, easy enough to do. Cal, before you go, top of the order initiative, um, uh, there is a, uh, 
you watch, uh, well, you don't see it yet, but um, for those of you in the room, you watch the field that the wolf is in. Uh, from the back, uh, you see like where the, the wall meets, where the wall of stone meets the edge of this field around. You see coming out of the wall is another hellhound that just sort of comes out of this, what seems to be somewhat of a melding space between wherever these creatures are from and they themselves. So another one comes out. Uh, Cal, you're up now. Uh, I'm gonna move up. You can get that there next to Timber. If I were to dash, could I get to that wounded hellhound? And also, will that field hurt me? You don't know if the field will hurt you, and with your dash, you can get right up to the edge of the field due to the difficult terrain of the area. All right, then I'll get up right, right up to the edge then. Okay. All right. Um, Wizwick, you're up. Okay. Uh, can't really see many of them. Uh, is is the light isn't impeding my vision, right? No, no. It just reminds me, I gotta find where I lost the mini. <laughs> just that. Uh, we're just gonna go with a good old uh, stepping forward within ten feet of the uh, hellhound on the right, or I guess my right, the closer one. Uh, and we're gonna do a cantrip. Because of the sorry, you were cutting yeah, out. You're cutting out, Sean. Sorry, because of the difficult terrain, you can't get within ten feet. You only get uh, about like ten, ten feet of the really. All right, that's fine. Uh, we'll go with a chill touch instead. So I'm going to make a range spell attack. Go for it. Woo! Nine plus... Oh, FYI. Sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, uh, Hex, hex, uh, um... Oh, yeah. uh, For con, FYI. Con? Yeah. Um, Sorry, I just lost Wizard for a second, so I just need to put something else on the board for... No, not my mon, not my mini. Like, no. no. We drop your dice. We drop your mini. It's just a pattern. Yeah, I mean, I drop my dice every week. The <laughs> mini, I painted myself. No. Uh, so we got a five total, and we're gonna make it ice damage because we want to. We want to. Oh, there he is. There he is. There he is. Ice damage, what was the uh, attack to hit? Oh, uh, it was a 16. 16 does not hit. Okay, never mind then. I thought you said yes. No, 16 doesn't hit. 
You, I'll, I'll say even though just because you almost hit. Uh, oh wait, no, 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 no. Seven, sixteen, justice. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's it's they have yeah. It was five rate five ice damage. Five ice damage. Okay. Cold damage, however you want to call it. All right. You hit the creature with this chill touch. You watch as the hand, the spectral hand that goes in, like Timber's weapon, seems to have trouble uh, when it's inside of this um, this radius, this uh, this um, radius. But it still does manage to hit for that damage. You watch it uh, slap slap the hellhound, and it takes uh, four points of cold damage. Or uh, yeah, it was four, right? Five. Five. Yes, that makes sense. My math made sense. My brain didn't. Anything else, Mike? Sorry. Uh, that'll be it for me. All right. It is the Hellhound's turn. The one that was surprised does not get to go. The new entry does get to go. And he is going to. I'm going to. Your microphone's Yeah, not your microphone's great. not doing well, dude. Oh, sorry. Can you, how is it now? Yeah. Much better. Yeah, yeah you it's gotta just talk when close. You, when oh, you it's away from it. Yeah. Well, so I'm yeah. In, yeah. I think it's because you keep moving away. You keep moving I, away. That's the thing. Are you talking away? Oh, no. Now I can't hear you at all. I need uh, Kiron, Timber, Cal, and uh, Wiswick to make dexterity saving throws. Oh boy. Okay. Is it magical? Oh wait, magical? actually, not Kiron, not Kiron. Uh, it is magical. Oh, thank goodness. 18. 22. 14? Nat 1, but I don't have to roll, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, and on that, uh, Sean makes you move forward five feet because you stuck. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, so Cal and uh, Timber, you both take 10 points of fire damage, uh, and Wiswick, you take 21 points of fire damage as you watch this creature unleashes God. A, a, a fiery breath a, a, a out that just shoots out across like a immediate flamethrower that hits uh, people in 50 foot, 15 foot cone in front of them. I'm resistant. All right, so you take 10 as well. Resistant to fire? Yeah, he's going to ring. That oh someone took a curse off of. And who uh, that person is, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. He's probably that a hero. Imagine it, though. That, <laughs> that, brings us, that brings us back to the top of the order with Scarlet. Timber, you're on deck. Okay. Um, so I'm assuming I would have seen that. No, Just not. you're in the back room. Not even like a glow. You would see the light. You would see the light. Yeah. The yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So I'm going to uh, go back in. How far can I get with my regular movement? I can't see myself. No, I can't. Regular movement, you can get right next to your Okay. Oh, hey, how's it going? Oh, hey. Um, do I have a clear enough shot at that bloodhound that's right there? Excuse me, hellhound that's right there? Uh, yes, you do. Okay. Uh, has that one attacked yet? Yes, just. Oh, it just did. That was a real dumb question. It's all good. All right, here we go. 
Twelve. That's not a hit. Yeah, didn't think so. Uh, bonus action. I'm gonna try again. <laughs> that that one was worse. All right, so you throw the dagger out. <laughs> It skids past the creatures and ducks its head, and it goes into the, the, the area. And when you try to recall it for a moment, it like shakes in the middle of the air, then that comes back. Throw it again and miss again. And do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had a really good first turn, so there's the balance. All right. Um, oh, I actually also can't hear you. I had moved the wrong one. But anyway, Timber, you are up. You're on deck. I go up in. Oh. How far away are both of them? The uh, the one with Cal is about twenty feet away from you. Okay. So you could get you you can get up to that one with your movement and with the typical uh, trailer. Okay. The other one, the other one is about twenty-five feet away, so you can't get right up onto it. Okay. All right, then I'm gonna go to the one next to Cal. And I'm gonna do I, do I, do I? No. Do you? No, I'm not going to. Um. I'm going to attack it. Okay, go for it. With my bad hands. Oh, that is not going to hit. That's a 12. 12? Yeah. 12 does not hit. Yeah. All right, well, second to hit, taking a tick. Ooh, that's much better. That is a um, uh, 23. That definitely hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Uh, I'm going to try to do a stunning strike. All right. That is uh, nine points of slashing damage. Nine points of slashing damage. All right. And what is the uh, save on that? Uh, that is a DC 14. Con. All right. It fails and it's stunned. Cool. Okay. And then so, I'm gonna bo oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Bonus action. Hexblade curse the other one. Okay. So this one has Hexblade's curse and hex on it now. Correct. Cool. Alright, so you rush forward, you slide in next to Cal through the broken rubble beneath you, bring a, an attack, a swipe in. Uh, it, you just barely scrape the outer flesh of the hellhound, not really dealing any damage, but then you bring another strike in right at the back of its neck. And you watch as you bring your paw down. The the it's like almost does like a as its head goes down to the ground, and the creature just is stunned right now. And then you ignite the uh, the kunai on the other one as more shadows envelop around it to curse it. And that brings us to. Curon, and then Cal, you're on deck. Would you say there is any dim light in this area? Uh, I would say 
where you are currently is dim. Mm-hmm. And then back here is 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 dim when you get to these stairs right here. Um, but the rest is fairly lit with the uh, the light of the ring. All right. Uh, so bonus action: get me over some of this difficult terrain, uh, and moving towards the pound that uh, timber to hit the hex. Okay. So how much movement do you have again? Thirty feet plus thirty feet flying. Uh, um, it okay. cuts off once I hit the. Uh, right, right. Cool. Yeah, that can definitely get you up to the. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, I hit the other one. Oh, the other one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it can get you. Actually, yeah, it can get you right in range with your uh, glaive. Okay, cool. You're ten feet away. Gotcha. All right, then uh, gonna go for a swing with the glav. The glav. Second The glav. Need you to make a. It's pronounced uh, eBay. Oh, I'm sorry. A wisdom saving throw. Oh. Fish you off. Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. So then you you make the save. You feel as soon as you step into this. You step onto this strange terrain. You feel disoriented at first as you look and you can almost see beyond the periphery of the field. You can almost see it goes in and out of reality and this other scene where you see you're in this like vast red desert where there's these howling winds where sand is being kicked up in into your face. But then you refocus and you see the hound in front of you and you can go for your attack. I'm actually gonna, because I don't know why I would have that weapon. Uh, Toll of the Dead. Toll of the Dead. Of the DC 15 for him. What kind of save? Uh, wisdom 15. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, it's a natural 18. Okay. Sir, it's no half damage, right? No. Okay. Right. Anything else? Nay. Okay, Cal, you are up. Before you go up. Before you go up. Before I go up. But I'm already up. Another hound comes in. Son of a bitch. You know I'm not top of the order, right? You're 20, right? That's the top of the order. That's top of the order. So for the purpose of, like, like... Uh, environmental effects. This is happening at the top of the initiative twenty order. So at at the twenty order, the, this thing that's happening. I don't like or trust that, but okay. Um, I'm going to stab it. Okay, go for it. It's a natural twenty. Nice. Ooh, all right. Go ahead and roll damage. Five. Uh, so, 19, 22 damage. 22 damage, nice. All right, so you come forward and bring that stab. Uh, actually, you have it. oh, you already got that 20, so it doesn't matter. You have advantage on attacks against because it's stunned. 
Okay, well then I'll do that with my second attack. Go for it. And roll a 24. Definitely hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Uh, 16 damage. 16, okay. So you come in and you bring your rapier in for two, or no, you're on using the prongs of the black? Yeah. So you bring the prongs of the black down and you whip it down and it latches across the neck of this creature. You pull it and it rips across, bending its flesh as you see some of that, um, some of this bright red blood comes out, not splattering out like the other one. Good. Okay. That's definitely, this creature's looking rough now. Um, anything else, Cal? Mm, no. All right, then, uh, Wizwick, you're up. Okay, uh, I'm going to... Is there anything in between the uh, two hellhounds that are on the... I guess where... Yeah, those two? One and the one in the back behind it? These two? Yes. Yeah, so there's nothing like solid between them. The only thing is this, just as a reminder, this torch here is representing the floating uh, tuning fork that that that, uh, that you had seen that is just rotating in the center above like a dais that is a looks a lot like a circular teleportation circle. Um, but no, there is nothing physically separating them. Oh yeah, I don't really want to mess with that. I'm gonna go with a uh, Neblin magic blindness and slash deafness on the one in the back. One in the back. Okay, is there a, a saving throw for that? Constitution, 15. 15, okay. Natural 19. Uh, so they resist it. Bummer. Anything else? Uh, that's it. Actually, I will move further in towards the green light. Okay. okay. What you would see green light is a uh, uh, one of those uh, It's a, you would think you would see one of the orbs uh, that you've seen before but no, it's actually green light coming from the basin of a shattered tank like a cylindrical tank that's been completely shattered um, and opened up and there's sort of uh, a lot of overgrowth all around it of like plants and fungus uh, underground plants and fungus and from its base there's this green aura cutting out that's a lot like the green lights Interesting. All right, it is the Hellhound turn now. Gets his fire breath back. Right, so I will need Wizwick and Cal to give me a dexterity saving throw. Oh boy. I didn't like the first time this happened to me. Wizwick? Can you hear me? No, no, that, that was just a question of. Or, never mind. Okay. Was that in character? Like I completely screwed. No, that, that was meta game. That was meta game. <laughs> it's a nineteen for Cal. Okay, Cal, you take ten points of fire damage. How about I don't? <laughs> I got an eighteen. All right, you take five points of fire damage. Half that. And that's no. That's with your. That's already with your half. Okay. Okay. Um. One twenty-two, come over here and attack uh, attack our friend uh, 
timber with some bites. First one is a 21 to hit. Uh, that doesn't hit. I have armor. That's, um... <laughs> Second one misses, but the first one will hit for... Oh! <laughs> uh, 11, 11 points of piercing damage Ow. and 8 points of fire damage. Ow! As you feel it clamp onto your bicep and dig its fangs in, and you feel the heat as you see licking fire coming out of it, its maw and burning some of your, your fur. Now I have two useless arms. <laughs> All right, that brings us back to Scarlet. Okay. Um. All right. What does she want to do? She wants to move up as far as she can towards uh, towards Timber, because there's two hellhounds on him. This is as far as you can get. Yep. Um, I'm just gonna keep throwing, throwing that dagger. Okay, are you throwing it at the this one or this one? The first one you pointed at. Cool, 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 cool. Go ahead and roll to attack. That's good. Dirty twenty. Excellent. You do get sneak attack because it is engaged with Yeah. All right. So that's three plus. What's my modifier? Yeah. Four. Yeah. Okay. So that's seven plus. Ooh. Twelve plus fourteen. Twenty-one points of piercing damage. Oh wow! This thing is looking very rough. As you see, it's. Oh, I absolutely. Sorry. Retcon something. Cal, uh, Cal and um, Wiswick, you did not take that fire damage. Yeah. That, that wolf is stunned. Ooh. But, Huron, I need you to make me a quick uh, deck saving throw because I didn't do it. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I, was, I that's why I asked the question, Wiswick, because I was confused that, by yeah. which which one was actually it, doing it. It. And it. it just it just hit me. Yeah, that was the creature stunned. Uh, Eighteen. Okay, you take ten points of fire damage. No, you take ten. <laughs> um, How much? That, oh yeah, yeah. It's got it's it's looking rough right now. Cool. Bonus action. I'm gonna throw it again. Nice. Boop. Nice. Boop it on the head. Eighteen. That hits. Four points piercing damage. It's still alive. Damn it! <laughs> Barely hang on to a thread. You see it's... Oh, but it's I did as much as I could! <laughs> this is why you need the two weapons, uh, the dual wielder feet. Yeah. Um, the creature is just melting and having trouble keeping itself together. Yeah. Like, the, like smoking shadow coming off of it is like solidifying on its body and falling off into this demonic icker. Um, is that Cal right next to me? Yes. Uh, you right. Cal and Wizard next to you. Cool. I'm going to look at Cal and I'm going to say, finish it. And it is Timber's turn. I did things by turn. You can I'm go gonna... on your tent. Finish it on your tent. <laughs> do a thing. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You're going to do a thing. You're going to do a thing. You're on your on deck. I'm going no, to. No, you're on deck. Always on deck. 
<laughs> um, Captain on deck. I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> At ease. I'm going to bonus action disengage, and I'm going to run towards the tuning fork and try to grab it. That um, was my next move. And that was, that was my next move. <laughs> and uh, Sean made sure to highlight. Took us long enough. Yeah. It took uh, us long enough. Okay. Uh, Give me a uh, wisdom save. <laughs> oh right, that. Oh right. Oh. Um. Fifteen. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no! <laughs> no! All right. So, Timber, when you come rushing into this uh, this circle, you find yourself immediately overwhelmed and disoriented by what you see, and that you feel as though you've been completely transported out of the battlefield. You do not see any of your allies. You do not see any of the wolves. You just see um, the tuning fork in front of you, um, but it is no in, in a field around you that looks like the stone ground of the other, um, uh, of the chamber, but you don't see anyone else. You just see the stone ground in the radius around you and the tuning fork in front that is shining a different color now. It's shining more of a, um, a pale white, just a, a white light coming around it as you are just, and beyond the circle around you is just this red Mars-like desert that is whipping sand around towards you and you feel this brutal heat um, and you're going to take seven points of fire damage, um, but you are considered um, frightened right now. Um, not by any by anything in particular, um, other than your environment, um, but you are not unable to grab the, uh, you, you go and gra try to grab it at this point, and it just, um, it won't move. Like it's, it's there, but it won't move, like when you pull on it. That's oh, my turn. And I don't think that's all you. Have. I don't think you have any actions left. Well, I can't. So let me get this straight. So I walk in. Yeah. I'm frightened, but I can't move towards it. So did I waste my action, or did I not waste my action? You didn't waste your action. You just weren't successful in correct. Okay. So then, what I'm going to do is I'm going to use my action to dodge. Well, no, 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 no. Your action was to to try to grab it. So you did. No, I'm sorry. You did waste your action. Wait. So, but so if I was frightened, I can move towards it. You are already up on it. So you you you're, for the sake of the frightened. I'm just confused by the frightening. Yeah. No. I, it's probably honestly not the. Um, did he get uh, frightened from like uh, failing the wisdoms throw, right? You're frightened of the environment you're seeing around you. You're not frightened of something that you're running away, but you are frightened in the sense of the disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls in the future. Until okay. You're not Got it. But you're not Got frightened it. in the running sense. You're frightened in the other aspect of the condition. Okay. Got it. Thank you. Sorry. I have to okay. clarify that. Um, and you'll be able to make a wisdom saving throw again at the top of your next turn to break this effect. Um, Chiron, you're up. Uh, so do I see Timber like at this? Yes. Which everyone like... would see for Timber is you see him reach up to grab it. You see he he grasps it, but he can't pull it away. And then you see his hand free back as he's 
takes the fire damage, and then you see him just sort of looking around in like utter fear on his face. As he, he's looking around and seems to be looking through you like he can't see you. Um, all right, then Curon is going to try to use his glaive to knock this thing out of place. Yeah, give me an attack roll. Uh, I think that's just going to be a... I don't know. I never make these. Uh, 18. 18. That'll hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Five. Okay. So, Kiron, when you strike at this... Uh, uh, at this, um, this tuning fork, trying to dislodge it, you hit it, and you see it kind of, like, push in space like this. But it doesn't it doesn't move from it it comes back to its original place but you do notice when you strike against it there is like like you do see damage across the surface of it um it's 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 very shallow damage but it does take damage when you hit it. all right i'm uh, gonna cast spirit weapon spiritual weapon all right wave uh, comes out spiritual wave. spiritual so spiritual just like the most spiritual. Uh, and we're going to do an attack on that. 14. That does not hit, unfortunately. Are you it, sh- it hits, but it doesn't do anything. Right. Yeah. So you okay. see it strikes against it, but it's shot back with a flash of light. Um, now here's something. Does spiritual weapon get uh, advantage from flanking? Uh, we've. Uh, I will say that we've done it that way before, um, so I'm gonna say yes. Okay. Uh, you can say uh, no. It's okay. I won't. I won't be upset. I, I'm gonna say no because technically the flanking rule says a creature, um, and this right. weapon is not a creature. Yes, we've also played that it got an opportunity attack, and it definitely does not. Yeah, I think from moving forward, we're not we're gonna play it as, as rules is written. Uh, yeah. All right, my turn. All right. So, all right, Cal, you are up. There is no entrance of another uh, hellhound on this turn. I would also say, um, Timber, when you're in that deserty field, you do see uh, a pack of hell, of hellhounds that are all kind of around this one like. Uh, jutting up rock that has a cave in it. Um, you can just see them kind of staring staring at you from there. <clears throat> but, uh, okay. Cal, Cal you're yeah. right. You don't uh, see it. <laughs> I'm going to do this then. I'm going to, uh, using Prongs of the Black, I'm going to go for a nice big overhand sweep at this guy in front of me. Yes. Which, like... You still have advantage because... Uh, have, like, no, you don't. It's not stunned anymore. Uh, well, I rolled a 19, so... Definitely hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Uh, how do you want to kill this? It has one HP. Okay. Uh, so this is what I'm doing. Damn it! I am coming over the top with Prongs of the Black out all the way, you know? And mm-hmm. I'm... So I want to hit it, basically, all the Prongs of the Black into it, and then I want to, per- like, acrobatically roll up Prongs of the Black so it goes, like, around me. And yeah. this is also my movement because I'm going to move into the space that it was just not like I'm going to be... To attack the other one? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I'm actually going to go after that fucking tuning point. <laughs> okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, 
So absolutely, you bring that you bring that weapon down and rip it out. You see it, it the flesh just goes splattering off of this creature, and as it splatters, the entire thing turns to this black ichor and just splatters harmlessly against the ground as it is dead. And you can easily enough move forward into its spot to go for the tuning fork with your second attack. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nat 20 brought to you by Town Claw. <laughs> All right, go ahead and roll damage. Uh, excellent. That is 7 times 2 is 14, plus 7 is 21, plus 3 is 24. Jesus. Good thing that shit's a magical weapon. You watch as Cal comes forward and slams the prongs of the black in and then wraps around the, uh, uh, the tuning fork and holds it, and you watch as it just... <laughs> And the thing shatters into a million pieces. Nice, the, nice, nice. the entirety of this uh, field <laughs> fades away. Timber, you immediately watch as these hellhounds start to crawl towards you. This whole pack's gonna run at you. And as right before one jumps into the circle, and then suddenly it's all gone and you're back into this the, the room and you just see the two hellhounds in the room around you and your friends and Cal and this sort of scintillating dust coming down that was once this tuning fork. Anything else, Cal? Yeah, I'm gonna action surge. All yeah, right. You are. you are in range of this, this guy up here. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm hit him. Go for it. And you know what? No. I'm gonna disarmingly attack him. Okay. I don't know what you're trying <laughs> it, adds to, to it adds to the damage, is what it does. Okay, okay. <laughs> I just uh, want to give it the green, the smoke on my uh, player model looks super cool in the green light. Yeah, it does. Oh, it does, yeah. yeah. Alright, uh, what did you roll to hit? That hits. You hit. Excellent. Oh, that's the wrong dice. Here we go. Oop, oop, wait a bounce. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Plus seven is seventeen. Plus two is nineteen. Nineteen damage. Nineteen damage. All right. Nice. You bring that. Twenty-six to hit for the second attack. Oh, that's right. Uh, that hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Fighters, man. Fighters. Uh, <laughs> brought to you uh, by Talon and Claw. That was another disarming <laughs> Okay. Because that is an other, it's not an action. Um, uh, 23. Because, yeah, April 5 is 13. Okay. Yeah, 23. Oh, all right. This creature is looking rough. You might stay bloody. Uh, as you just whip this, the prongs of the black into it twice over, and you watch as just this ichor flies off of its body. Um, and that concludes Cal's turn. Wiswick, you are up. I'm gonna magic missile the same guy. Uh, right. Keep you in. Let's do pew, it. Pew. You know what? Pew pew. Yeah, pew, no, we're gonna go all three. Oh, uh, let me actually do pew, 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 real quick. Pew, pew, pew. Um. So that's. Uh, I'll. Just do it in the future. I won't do it now. Um, the for uh, disarming strike. No, no, no. I'm wrong. 
Never yeah, I read it, and it said it did. They didn't. It said nothing about them having to have a weapon. No, it wasn't that. It was that for a second I thought it needed the. Uh, for a second I thought it needed the saving throw to take the extra damage, but it doesn't. Nope. So yeah, it just adds the damage roll. Wait, wait. What was the damage? Well, well, radiant damage on the one next to Cal. Okay. This thing is looking rough as you watch this. As you see, like, parts of it fly off of its body and just splatter into the ground and, and just into this black icker. Um, it is looking very rough. Anything else, Bismuth? Uh. No, I think that's about it. Yep. Okay. So it is this one out of fear is going to turn and move forward I need Scarlet, Cal, and Wizwick to make uh, Dexterity Saving Throw uh, I should have walked out of the rain 19 16 uh I got a 20. Unnatural. Oh. All right, so with your resistances, Scarlet and Wiswick, you take five points of fire damage. Cal, okay. you, take, you take two points of fire damage. Um, and Cal, you take 10 points of fire damage. All right, the other Hellhound okay. is going to lunge forward at Huron. Um, and no! Two that is a 23 to hit. And the second one misses. 23 hits, right? Yeah. Okay. So that is seven points of piercing damage and six points of fire damage. Okay. All right. Okay. And that is the Hellhound's turn. It is Scarlet's turn now. All right, I am going to, let's see. I want to scoot up just a little bit, um, five, 10 feet. I know it's 10 feet because it's difficult terrain. So just, yep, just a little bit. Um, I want to, yeah, I'm not with my uh, dagger of return since I'm close enough to it, just going to sink it into its neck if I can reach that. Yep, you can definitely go for the attack. Oh, fuck. That's not going to hit. That's a two. Um, bonus action. I'm going to try that again. I don't think that's going to hit. 14? These rolls brought to you by Nike. 14 will not. <laughs> Nike. <laughs> Nike. We have. Uh, <laughs> Nike, yeah. we are not Talented Claw. I don't. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Don't Timber, do you are up, and then Kiran, you're on deck. Uh, freaking out. Freaking out. Holy shit, holy shit. Um, yeah, it's uh, he's going to look around uh, at what's left and uh, go for the one that is next to Kiran. Okay. He's going to get in a, try to get into a flanking position. Yeah, you definitely can. And then I'm gonna do everything! Okay, I'm just gonna attack. Go for it. Well, I was hoping that would make you roll for the. For, like the for, stream would continue. Roll for everything? You roll for everything, yeah. Okay. Well, the first one doesn't hit. It's a 13. 
Oh wait, hold on, I got advantage! What am I doing? Expansion right of the universe. Go ahead. Uh, oh, that one's gonna hit. It's a 19 for the first one. I'll hit. Okay, okay. Um, so that is 10 damage. Wait. No, no, hold on. I had my proficiency. Uh, so that's 13 damage. 13 damage plus 5 necrotic damage for the first one. Nice. Second one's gonna hit with the 25. So that is. 10 slashing damage, 2 necrotic damage. I'm gonna use Flare Flare Blows. Um, this one's gonna hit with a 22. Okay. That is... Sorry. 11 slashing damage, 3 necrotic damage. And the last attack... Uh, that is a ni natural 19, which is a crit. That's an excellent curse. Correct. Yep. Um, so that is, well, 15 slashing damage and 10 necrotic damage. This creature is so close to death. Also, I'm going to use my last key point to try to stun it. right? <laughs> That is a 19. Okay, that yeah. succeeds. Oh, wait, he's got disadvantage. He's got disadvantage. The second one. Oh, wow, I rolled two 19s. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so it's 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 like barely keeping its body together, but it does it resists the last stun. Yeah. Uh, leading us to Kiron, you are up. Uh, gonna... Put my hand on his forehead and it Alright. For those of you who couldn't hear Stefan when he just said that, he said he's gonna cast something, and we all just trust him enough that he can just do whatever he wants. Right? <laughs> Wait, he's yeah. casting inflict wounds. Ah, yeah. I heard it. <laughs> what I heard. Yeah, it, <laughs> internal explosion! <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm gonna cast. Everyone, please hole. stop talking so I can hear Stefan because he's. I can't hear him. I like wrong. reading it. 24 damage. 24 to hit? Oh. No, I, I, I rolled like a hit. Oh, okay, 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 okay. How do you want to kill this thing? How do you want it to. to yeah, explode? no, it, it's really just gonna like reach his hand out, put it on his forehead, and just. Fine. Right. <laughs> Oh, in the tensity, tense, tension of the room, you see Kiran calmly seeing one last enemy steps forward, places his hand on the brow of the, uh, the hellhound that is just sort of like, <laughs> and it kind of looks up at him calmly as the hand just puts on the forehead, almost like a dog that's like okay with being pet. But then it starts to snarl, and then Kiran, <laughs> the karate damage seeps into the, the hellhound as it's snarling, and then as it's about to lunge forward, it just turns to ash and dissipates into the room as you have 
successfully cleared the room of hellhounds, destroyed the uh, tuning fork. Wait, wait. Wait. No. No, that one's still up, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. This one still has HP, I forgot. I mean, I mean, you can take it off if you really, really want to. All right, no, but that, Kiron, yeah, thought that was over, and then let's <laughs> another hellhound. Sense spiritual weapon over there. <laughs> Whoa! It's a walking Boy. spiritual weapon. <laughs> you did like monop. You did like a monopoly piece, like. <laughs> right. Uh, what is it? Ten does not hit. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cal, you are up. I'll attack the thing. Go for it. <laughs> Uh, 20 fucking takes the hit. That definitely hits. Yeah. Damage. Uh, damage, well, yeah. Uh, 16 damage. Okay. Creature is still standing for your second attack. Which, yeah, I'm gonna make a disarming strike. <laughs> uh, 20. Dirty I'm gonna remove his jaw real quick. Pretty much, he's they're, like, de- they're dentures. They're dentures. Part of me is like, it's gonna make the strength save where you rip its jaw off. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, what was it again? Dirty twenty. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go f- go for the damage. Uh, how do you want to kill this thing? Uh, so with frogs of the black, I wanna I wanna like whip it so it goes it loops around his neck and then just pull. Oh yeah. Just him. All right. So. Whew. Simultaneously, it's like a la- I use it more like a lasso than a whip. Like it's all sorts yeah, of like, yeah. Well, like it, it works that way because of the, its response to you. So yeah, I, my, I can just tell it to do. So that. it's less whipping and more like it, it whips itself and wraps yeah. right exactly how you want it to. Um, so uh, yes, yeah, so almost simultaneously, Kiran, you place your hand upon this dog's brow. It goes to attack you. you usher in the chronic dimension, explodes and dissipates into this icker, uh This Icker that splatters across, mingled with uh, 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 smoke, and then at the same time you look over as Cal wraps the prongs of the black around this creature's head as it snarls at him and pulls it, and it rips through, and the entire creature splatters into Icker and, and similar smoke dissipating up as the hellhounds have been destroyed. Woo! Huh. And the end of combat comes to you. You all take in a deep breath, having fought off these. At that point, I think five or six of them. Um, and you kind of holy shit moment, um, looking around as you just see coming in from the back of the room, just sort of ecstatic. <laughs> you killed monsters in Sofra's home. Yes, yes, this offers home again. I show you the way, I show you the way. And that's where we'll end tonight before All right. you have a chance to explore the room and potentially go up above into the chambers above. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, we hope you're enjoying the show so far and check us out in the next episode. Bye. <laughs>